This is a HeadGum Podcast. Well, I mean, it's crazy. I was reading this article and it was about uh, Mila Kunis and like all the actresses who kind of just hit 30 who are like in these movies now with 10-year-old kids. And it's like, wait, I, I just became 30 years yeah, old. Yeah, bad like, moms. Bad, yeah, bad moms. Bad it's, like, moms. it's like they just right. got there. Like, Mila Kunis, that's a great example because Mila Kunis, it's like she still looks she's like... So young. She's so, so young. young. She's so young. She's so young. Like, yeah. and if you, you know... It makes no sense. And she's, yeah, she's playing these like moms who are like... Oh, like she—that was the thing with older bad moms. kids. Too. It was like she had to like have this scene where she was like, she like didn't know how to be sexy, and I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe you, Mila yeah. Kunis. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Kristen. Was it uh, Kristen? What is her name? She was on up. Uh, James. She's on the show. Kristen uh, Bell. Kristen Bell. I was like, Kristen Bell has kids, but also in real life, her kids aren't as old as the kids are in her movies. I'm like, why I keep giving these women who are like 30, 12 year old kids like. <laughs> It just makes no sense. I to mean, me. it's fine if they have ki- like people. Some of you have kids young, but it's just like the they are they're supposed to be these moms who are like my my younger days are so behind yeah. me. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? No, it's yeah, the way it's, it's like, the way it's written for sure. You it's know? like come uh, on, we could be better than this. This is what I want. This is what I want to read to you guys. Before this is this is a quote from 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 Cuba Gooding Jr. All right, he said, "Somebody asked me backstage when I won the Oscar." Did you ever imagine this? And I was like, never in a million years. But it was bullshit. <laughs> it was a lie. I used to practice my autograph in math class. I would envision myself holding that Oscar above my head. The real success stories are the people who truly believe they are going to be famous, so they mentally prepare. And that's what I was doing my entire life, preparing for it. I'm cool with that. I Man, look. Wow. I, C- Cuba, I, man. Isn't that dope? <laughs> it is, but I... Yeah. Dude, Cuba, we got... Cuba was so important when he got this movie role because I remember like the big story was like he beat Jamie Foxx for it. So like he beat Jamie Foxx for this role and Jamie Foxx beat him for um, Any Given Sunday. Is this Ali? Jamie huh? Foxx and Ali? No, Jamie Foxx and Jamie Foxx and Any Given Sunday. Oh. So apparently the big thing is they kept saying they kept going back and forth for like part. So it was like Cuba got this one, won an Oscar. He was like fucking, ah, man. Jamie was like, ah. And then Any Given Sunday was like a big hit. And then Cuba was like, ah. So it was just funny seeing them go back and forth. When I think about the the power Cuba had at this point when he won that Oscar, mm. I mean, he might have been the first black dude to win an Oscar period for a very long time because Denzel had been nominated. Denzel won his best supporting in what the eighties? His first one, it was like 88, 89 for or Glory. For Glory, I think it was eighty eight. I don't know. Like, yeah. But he got nominated. Definitely the eighties. Yeah, yeah, but he got nominated a couple of times, and then it was like Cuba got his, and it was like, oh shit, we made it back, and then. Yeah, because you know, he was because no, he was nominated for like he was nominated for a couple. He was nominated. Denzel nominated was nominated for, a couple of times. He was nominated for Philadelphia for best supporting. That's what I he was nominated for. Yeah. No, he never got the nomination. Glory was eighty nine. No, Comanche got a nomination. He got. Right? Did he? Yeah, he definitely did. Did he get it? That's, yeah, that's the leading. Nom. That's but he didn't win. Yeah, but yeah. He got a nomination. Man, damn, that movie was too good. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, is it Cuba or Cuba? Because we're gonna I be saying it's great. Yeah, you James? said you said it both ways. I have said it both because I always yeah. hear. When I hear him announce, I hear people say Cuba, but then when I hear him say it, it's Cuba. It's like I, Rihanna and Rihanna. That's exactly. But it. there's a right answer. It is. So Rihanna, Rihanna. says Rihanna says Rihanna. Yeah. But then oh, Rihanna says Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. She says <laughs> no Rihanna. way. Yeah. yeah. It's Rihanna. <laughs> she says Rihanna. Oh, well, then why? Then why do we all say it wrong? I I think 
That's... After a point, like I do that with my name. When people get close enough, I'm just like, cool. Isn't that the same with Buscemi no. and Buscemi? Yes, it's Buscemi. It's Buscemi. It's Buscemi. Everybody says Buscemi. Also, it's the Berenstein Bears, yes, not we... the Berenstein oh, Bears. What? Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, yeah. Also, did not know that. Also, it's Jerry Maguire, not Jerry McGuire. No one. Yeah, with a G. Yeah. No one. No one confuses. No one confuses that. I, is Jerry... this a transition thing? Is this what's happening right now? Phil, just so you know, he does these <laughs> terrible segues. <laughs> was that no, it? No that one was confuses. It, it? Is that? I was going to say everyone pretty much yeah, says, Jerry, says Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Oh, it's Jerry Maguire. Oh, look at that. <laughs> You're embarrassing me in front of Phil, man. James is silent because he knew. He knew how good it was. Uh, right, James? N- James, don't respond. Nick, can we start the show, please? You know what it is? Jonathan Raylock. James Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> Yo, why are you yeah. so out of... What? Yeah, why, why are there so many balls why are so many pauses in there? how he said it That's how all. he does it. No, pa- he does bro. pauses when he does it. James, <laughs> you sound out of breath the entire time you were doing it. All right. So, me. Wow. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before you do it, let me, let me get... I was going to say my name first. Oh, uh, whatever. My, my name's Jonathan Braylock. I'm Dry Milligan. And my name... What? You didn't even say James, that. can you speak up? Bro, what are you doing? What? <laughs> oh my God. Couldn't you hear me? No. I don't. I'll like say this. it again. All right. Okay. Are you even enunciating James? All right. <laughs> I, I said it. I don't know. I don't know about if y'all, maybe y'all can't hear me. Maybe it's a translation thing. All but right. I said it very clearly. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I'm over this. All right. We do have a special guest in okay, the studio Okay. 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 Let me get these drums, you know, baby. Wait. You know, like, like <clears throat> this is special. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give it a different. So it's a UCB legend. Are you I'm writer for Kim Peele. Writer for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> and also a supervisor writer for <laughs> Astronomy <laughs> Club. <laughs> It's Phil Jackson, y'all. What's yeah, up? what's up, Phil? What's, what's up? Hey, do people always say you probably hear so much about the Lakers, right? Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm credited as Phil Augusta Jackson, just mm-hmm. to just create to like a Jackson. little bit of separation. Um, but it doesn't doesn't stop help. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the the good thing is, like, it's always a solid icebreaker. It's like, oh, Phil Jackson, like the coach. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, and then they'll be like, where are you from? And I'm like, Philadelphia. And they're like, oh, so you're also Phil from Philadelphia. And then we talk about that for like 10 minutes. That's not bad. I dig that. It's not bad. It's hey, it's good. You know? And everyone fact. usually loves Phil Jackson, like coach-wise. It's like, you As far, know. yeah. He, he's, I feel like he's gotten uh, a little weird. Yeah. Well, that's a like, the, that's the New York, that's a, that's a the New York yeah. stint was weird, right? Nick's Nick's thing, thing, yeah. Nick's New York, weird. people don't feel a certain way about him now because yeah. yeah, that whole stint was, yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, it was but weird. you can't tarnish can't You can't <laughs> deny what the man accomplished. There's no yeah. way. He, he, even he can't bring down his legacy at this point unless, of course, unless the Me Too movement happens. Yeah. yeah that, would, that would take it down. That would do it. That would do it. Um, so for those of you who are listening for the first time, we are a film review podcast. We review 
movies with leading black actors. Right. We talk about them in the context of race. Talk about that race. And diversity in Hollywood. Yeah, we're talking about all that stuff right now. <laughs> and we are now in the second part of our four-part Cuba. Maybe Cuba. Let's Cuba. go with Cuba. I'm going to say Cuba. I feel like Cuba's Cuba. Right, Cuba, James, Cuba, you Cuba. co-sign on Cuba. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be saying uh, Cuba, so it's going to be a liquid you when I say it. Cuba, Cuba. that's oh, how Cuba. I'm going to say it, but uh, I might hop back and forth. Cuba getting junior. Oh. Uh, and this, is, this is, of course, the only film we are going to review where he was not actually the lead, but as is the luxury of this kind of mini-series thing that we're testing out that we might continue to do in the future, we get to review a film where the person was a supporting actor and it played a big part in their, you know, career. And this is arguably the biggest film that Cuba got to do, you know? I mean, listen, yeah, yeah, and I will also say, I think the other, like, two out of the four, it's going to be like, he's probably going to, like, teeter between, like, is he the lead or is the other person the lead? I I think, Oh, good point. <laughs> right, right. Good point. I mean, look, y'all, we can't be doing Denzel and Will Smith movies every day. All right? Like, I can't. Like, we can't keep doing Denzel, Will, and now Dwayne Johnson. We got to talk about all the black actors out there. That's why we got to reach out and start doing right. some more of these. Is Dwayne black? He, he, he's, he's black Is and he half? Samoan, yeah. right? He's half. Black and okay. Samoan. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Listen. Look. Half the time, John knows if you look tan enough, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> you Let's get it in. Like, I mean, like, bruh, like Dwayne is in these movies and it's like, yo, God bless. He is, he is, he is half black. Though. He is, right? Yeah. Uh, we have a debate about Vin Diesel all the time. Vin though. Diesel is half black, bruh. That's what I've thought I remember. He's claimed he is, being but... half black. Yeah, that's yeah. What everybody. John thinks, John. <laughs> you don't think so? He's half, he says he's half black. I mean, okay. so did so did Rachel. Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, don't do this. Don't do Rachel Dolezal. I, I believe, I believe, in, but using that as your argument is is uh, is not strong. <laughs> I know. Listen, yes, I would love a birth certificate, maybe a couple of baby photos. Yeah. But until we get them, I'm gonna be like, hey, bro, you down? You know? Yeah. You, you know? Uh, <laughs> you did. Um, anyway, so today we are reviewing the film Jerry Maguire. Uh, it came out in 1996. It, of course, stars Tom Cruise, but Cuba is second build. Mm-hmm. I noted that on the credits. He also won the Best Supporting Actor uh, Academy Award for this and has one of the most memorable Academy Award speeches because he was going crazy mm-hmm. and like doing flips and stuff. And then like also notably, Spike Lee didn't like him because of this movie and that and him like winning that award and like what oh he really did. yeah like Spike threw some shade at him oh for like yeah. oh I remember I remember it was like wasn't he like mad at the way that he celebrated yes. winning the award yeah he thought it was very like oh you're you're uh cooning it yeah mm. you're like dancing you're doing a little song and dance for well, the let me tell you what's so tricky people. about that is that that what was the guy Adrian Oh, uh, 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 yeah. The, the, that Adrian dude, Brody. Life is beautiful. Adrian, yeah. Like, yeah, like that dude. Like that dude won. Youngest guy to win an Oscar. Jumped, stood on the chairs, ran up, kissed Holly Berry. And like, no, everybody was like, oh man, look at this guy's excitement. 
This black dude, who again may have been one of the first black dudes to win in the last six or seven years before he got that Oscar, was super happy, cheersed it, and now it's like, oh, you can't celebrate because white people are going to view this as Coonan. And it's like, damn, yeah. what are you supposed to do? Like, Yeah, that's tough. It's tough to critique a celebration. Yeah. Um, I have, I mean, it's parallel, but I have the same issue when people were like getting on Anne Hathaway. I'm a huge uh, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were critiquing her Oscar speech. Like, mm-hmm. let the woman celebrate her thing, how she celebrates. Now, if you have issue with the art and the mm-hmm. work, then that's another thing. If Spike had an issue with Cuba, yeah. Cuba. 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 That's mm-hmm. what we say. And Jay. his performance. That's 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 okay. one thing. But the celeb- <laughs> I wasn't. I that think, was. I was. That wasn't me. I was just. I'm getting used to it I, since I, we're going to be talking I, about it for the next. I personally <laughs> think. I think at this point, Spike was very bitter towards the Academy mm-hmm. because Malcolm X didn't. He didn't get nominated for that. You know, uh, he, he didn't get. Denzel didn't win. Like I think he was like super bitter at the Academy. True. And he and he saw. He saw Kuba as like an actor who left because Kuba like made a, made it a point to be like I'm not gonna be in a bunch of hood films mm-hmm. uh, after he did Boys in the Hood, mm-hmm. and he like took a lot of supporting like he could have been the lead of black led films like mm-hmm. black dominated cast uh, movies, but he didn't. He was like I'd rather like do these supporting roles in these white led movies so that I can have a bigger career. That's what he. That's what he wanted, and yeah. I think like, you know, Spike was like, "Nah, screw." Th-. You know what I mean? What's like, so interesting yeah. about that yeah. is that Will Smith, like years ago, him and his partner from Overbrook, talks about the movies they picked when Will first came out, and what you're saying right now mm-hmm. is literally the Will Smith playbook. He was like, "We wanted to do two things. We looked things up. We realized that like sci-fi movies were like a big deal. So most of his movies were like sci-fi movies, and he was like, I always." was second to somebody who was bigger than me who could expand the audience. Right. So that was literally Will Smith's playbook. And it's so funny that like Will Smith didn't get shade, at least not that I can remember, for doing those kind of movies. Like No one shades Men in Black, because technically Tommy Lee Jones is built first. No one shades Independence Day, because Will isn't built first. Uh, was it, James, what's the dude from um, Jurassic Park? Uh, uh, the dude from Jurassic Park? The one you love what? with the glasses that's in Independence Day. Yeah. What's his name? Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, Jeff Wait, Goldblum is built over at Will Smith <laughs> in Independence Day. I got you, James. Oh, Thank I thought you, you were talking you. about a black person. That's why I was so confused. Oh, um, no. But I'm just saying, like, Will <laughs> Smith didn't get shaded. Samuel L. Jackson. I forgot he was in Jurassic Park. But yeah, yeah Will didn't is? get shaded, but, like, it's funny that Cuba... Or Cuba. Yeah, but he gets shade. But he gets shade for this particular role, though. And I feel like this is an interesting role that we will talk about. And I can sort of understand. I can understand why, uh, if somebody's just taking the role at face value, they would be like, "Oh man, fuck that guy for for for, for playing that part and dancing for the white man or whatever." You know, right? Um, yeah. Should we? But, should but we also, talk, should yeah, we? I just want to say one little back okay. story for uh, oh yeah for yeah. Cuba. It's yeah, like Cuba. Got into the music business as a like a break dancer for like Lionel Richie. So my man dances. Like my thing is like he gets really happy mm-hmm. and like he all literally. For instance, some of my friends. There's a club here in New York called the Blonde, and Cuba when he's in town will go right. Yeah. So there's a section where you always see him. He's always dressed in all white. Don't know why that's his thing, but he will be partying his ass off. Right. So like that dude is just a happy go lucky dude, right. and it's just it's weird to me that like yeah to judge someone's 
happiness. You know what I mean? Like I totally. That's I, literally I, what that is. It's yeah, like, yo, tricky. bro, you too happy. It's, it right is. Now. It is. It is. It's very tricky. Yeah. So that's. You I know. mean, but and and also Spike has a history of doing that. Yeah, and also yeah. look, man, Spike right now, like he just got uh, was it the war that cans? Yeah. And he's sitting up there like Jury putting award. like the like his the 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 love and hate thing up and like he's literally celebrating huge right now. Like, cause you know, Cans kind of screwed him over back in the day for like do the right thing, and like now nah, he's out here partying, out here smiles. I'm like, dog, no one's questioning that. We know you deserve this happiness, you know? Right. Yeah. So, ah, trickiness, trickiness. So trickiness. yeah. So uh, just to round this off, like obviously this film was reviewed very well. Uh, it made 153 million dollars domestically. Damn, a rom com off a 50 million dollar budget. Oof. It made 273 million dollars worldwide. Globe. So. It that's was, a that's a good a amount hit. for a rom com. Yeah, it's a hit. It's yeah. a hit, and uh, and it was an Oscar play. I think Tom Cruise got nominated for best. Oh, did he? Actor, yeah. I think uh, Renee Zellweger got nominated for best actress, and then Cuba, of course, got nominated and won the award. Um, so yeah, should we do initial thoughts? Sure. Yeah. Do you do you want to start? Yeah, of course. I um, I love rom coms. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's um uh, where I should begin. Okay. Um, I, I aspire as like a writer to um, to write and direct rom coms. Like that's my mm-hmm. goal, like future wise. I like that. So you hear um, that Hollywood? That's, <laughs> yo, I yeah. can't wait. All right, I have some things about this. I yeah. know. I think. Well, I mean, we can get into it, but I think overall the genre is like it's universal. You're either in a relationship and you can relate, or you're not in a relationship and you want to be in one. Everyone, ha- everyone has a, a life that you could pivot and contextualize yourself yeah. based off of a romantic totally. story. Totally. That's true. So to me, uh, I like the universal nature of that and I think there I think it is um rom coms have become like a rom com has become almost like a dirty phrase, a dirty term. Right. Where I'm like, no, like you think about some of the best movies that are out there, you know what I mean? Now they reclassify them so that they aren't labeled as a rom com, but they're still rom coms. Right. You know what I mean? Um and so yeah that's that's um that's kind of where I. That's where my headspace right. is. So I'm always interested in seeing kind of what the rom coms coming out, and I'll check it out. And so Jerry Maguire was one that I, at the time of seeing it mm. in '96, what was I? I was born in '84. So I was 12. Yeah, is that right? So I remember seeing it and be like, "Oh, this is great. Mm. This is great." Right. Um, Did you like the sports element that was yes. added to it as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like it had all the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And then you know you see it pop up on TBS and you mm-hmm. watch it. On like a Saturday, right. but then I sat down and watched it again last night, and I still like the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are a couple of elements that I'm like, oh, mm, maybe like they could have consulted with somebody to just like clean yeah. up, mm-hmm. clean up right. some aspects of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like an example, like the little white boy, oh like God. the human head weighs eight <laughs> pounds, like the cutest little yeah. uh, white boy. So yeah. cute. And then so cute, but also the black boy is so aggressive, aggressive <laughs> and so, so aggressive. stereotypically bad. So That's aggressive. my mofo. And I feel like there are he's trash. And he's the, so, yeah. he's, yeah, he's just a bad oh, yeah. kid. Yeah. He's yeah. a bad kid. But then on the other hand, they got black love and like yeah. their relationship is rock solid. His relationship sure. with his wife. So like in some regard, they like really kind of Nailed it, having not cons- seemingly not right. consulted with anybody. But in some ways, I'm just like, oh man, you didn't have to do that, right? Um, so I like the movie, but the, yeah. you know, um, and having watched it again, I I, I definitely think there are pieces that uh, hold up. Um, 
and as far as Cuba's performance, it is interesting. I think it's I think his energy <laughs> it's I, I his energy his energy is I, I think he pops on camera. Do you okay. know what I mean? His energy yeah. is undeniable. I do wonder though, it, who, who the person who presents the art matters. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder. I wonder how Cuba felt about the role. Obviously, he probably loved it. He won an Oscar for it, but See, I know, that's, I where I, that's where I, I, I think it's like I start to overthink and I'm like, well, I, I, he had a good energy on camera. I get why he won the Oscar for it, but yeah. I'm interested to see what you guys think and what right. points come up in your head because I, I'm unsure as it's like a, a general thought I have is like, oh, w- do I have more thoughts on his performance? But I'm not sure yet. Right, right. Yeah. I, I'll go next because I, that excites me because like Loki, I feel like on this podcast, I talk about. I do have a secret love of, of as my defense of La La Land most of the time, of like romantic like movies. Because the thing is, because I do agree with what you're saying, and I guess like as a person who grew up over, grew up watching these kind of movies, like you rarely see, like you rarely see a black person in the Tom Cruise role. Like Hitch may be one of the biggest. Love Hitch. Like great, Hitch is great. Love Hitch. But Hitch is like one of the first times you see a black guy in the romantic comedy. He league. is the guy. He's yeah. the dude, He's right? the dude, yeah. And I think the close we came after that was like Beyond the Lights, which is like more romance, but like it's, yeah. you should watch, it's pretty Who's good. Who's in it? Who's in it? It's um, uh, Juju and- uh, Gugu. Gugu. I said Gugu. Gugu Mbatha-Ra and, okay. and then, oh, uh, Nate Parker. Yeah. Nate Parker, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but the thing is, Nate the movie's Parker. good. And when I Directed watched this movie- Directed by the woman who- uh, Blythe, what's her name, Blythe? The woman who yeah, did- Yeah, Gina Blythewood. Okay. Uh, love she, and basketball. Love and basketball. Okay. She directed yeah, yeah. Love and basketball. Um, but the thing is, I'm curious because I don't know if this role was written for a black person. Cuba's role, really? I don't think so. And I keep trying to like look up the facts. I remember reading that. Wait, at that, one point. that would be crazy. Yeah, that I'm, would be insane. Yeah, so I'm reading about his audition right now, and they're saying like what sold him on the role is like you know this is a Cameron Crowe movie is like Cuba during the audition just decided to get like damn near naked. Like I guess what is it? The locker room scene. He takes down his pants. Oh, takes down his pants and stood naked. It was like, let's go. So apparently he was just out here trying to win it. Mm-hmm. And my thing about Cuba's part is that rom-coms are tricky because this movie, the agency for Renee Zellweger, comes from Tom Cruise, even though she has a kid. And even they have that conversation with her and her sister about like, how could you quit your job to follow this dude, mm-hmm. which is a good conversation to have. Because yeah, like, like you said, Phil, like we, they, they could have reworked a couple of things like with that female lead and then also kind of with just other aspects of Cuba's family like yeah his son for instance was kind of tricky and then uh, Cuba's character doesn't code switch at all which I think is very admirable but also it's like he was so he wasn't a stereotype it's hard because like yeah I don't know how to describe him because he was loud he was like show me he was very like showy which I guess was the point of this football player but at certain points I was like I wish they, I guess they did give him nuance. They gave him, they they gave gave him, him heart. Nuance. They yeah, did they gave, gave him, him heart. heart. Like it's yeah. Like I, I think, I think Kuba actually Kuba's character is the least, maybe the least problematic of is. the of yeah. the black aspects of the movie. Yeah, you know, it, I I think the kid to me, I was just like that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, like yeah. it just that that to me is like anytime the kid was there, I was just like, oh man. Yeah. Why did they got him? Why did they have him doing that? Yeah, like it's so tricky because he yeah. was just, the kid was such a hood kid, and it's like. This kid's lifestyle is very rich, so this kid's life wouldn't present a kid that they try. I, I, but, but I also get why they did it because 
his father is brash and he's unapologetic. So right. I think I think the intentions were actually good. Like, I think yeah. they were just trying to. Yeah, I honestly just think, make him like his dad. Yeah, that's what they were trying. I don't to think do. they were thinking about the racial yeah. dynamics yeah. of it at all. I don't yeah. think they were thinking. Oh, we have a film that is going to be viewed by millions of people. That is going to be pre- like w- like get nominated for the best picture, and then and like we're presenting the white child as really smart, well behaved. You know, very cute, very likable, and then we're presenting like this black child as like rambunctious, like you know, a troublemaker, yeah. cursing. Yeah. You know, has to get yelled at. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think also they had another white kid too. By the way, well, who's they had the kid? other the white the white kid that sends Jerry Maguire into his existential crisis. Who Wait. was caring about his dad? And he was like, he's had four concussions. Oh yeah, and he's uh, like, fuck you. Yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah. But like, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so like that yeah. is a white kid who cursed. But it was like we're supposed to be on that kid's side. Yeah, yeah. You know, like good for that. It's, kid. Um, that that kid is Drake Bell, by the way. What? Is Drake it and Josh from Drake and Josh? <laughs> That's what? so funny. Yeah. Wow, dude. And he's the same actor. He's the same actor. Wow. <laughs> wow. In that moment, as he is later in life. Wow. I mean, the That's thing is, fun. like, again, I just quick, like, yeah. I enjoyed this movie. Even now, watching it, I do think there are like, you know, things that you would you would update nowadays if this movie came out. Yeah. But I kind of like it. And the I like. Thing it. Is, I'm on the record. Is really, I really like. I, I enjoy it. It's yes. fun. Like I love, I love watching him say "Show me the money." I thought things were staged perfectly. I loved seeing Cuba turn up the music and dancing. Like that shit just felt fun. It felt like, like I tell my agent Ben, if I make a bunch of money one day, I'm going to force him to do something like this. And I just don't know what it is yet because yeah. I think it's funny. <laughs> like yeah, he also had like hella catchphrases like that. I think there were, in a movie that had so many memorable moments. Right. Like there was one where he like they're like you're they're like he's in an apartment overlooking the beach or whatever. Mm-hmm. Forget exactly what's happening, but by the end of it, he's like, you know, you know, <laughs> and he's like screaming it at his wife's belly, and I was like, that is should have been the quote that everyone yeah. was saying with the like, quan, everyone, yeah, was it <laughs> yeah. the quan? It's a quan, yeah, the quan, the quan like, was in there too. I wonder how much did they write and how much did he just make up? Quan, I think that feels like it was a scripted thing. Quan, yeah, I think, I think so who knows? Too. But I was gonna say to your to your point, mm-hmm. like Jonathan, like. I think I do think the intentions were probably right. Like you have Renee yeah. Zellweger, and her character is uh, introverted, uh, um, a little bit kind of in her head, yeah. uh, and a kind of a dork a little yeah. bit. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So of course you have a a dork kid to the degree that he even has glasses, like nerd glasses. I know, right? even though he's like three. Even though he's like, yeah. yeah. How old is he supposed to be? Because he's <laughs> he is so articulate. It's Yo, he's insane. supposed to be like four or five, I think. He's so he's small. So yeah, no way. So little. He is, I think no so. No way. Four or five? Maybe. I think so. I, I was guessing like six, seven, because he's, he is, he's You're got right. facts. He's, he's got, he's not got only facts does he on facts, facts <laughs> but he, he has like, he has one of those... <laughs> Things I feel like you always see in the movies that I don't know how much you, you definitely have these kids in real life, but you don't see them that much. Like the kid who can like talk to an adult almost on the on adult on level, level, and you're yeah. just like, What? Like, yeah. how are you talking to me like yeah. this right now? Uh, yeah, and then the, the, the black child yeah. is just a product of his father. Yeah, so that's like, Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. What's up, y'all? It's James the Third, and I'm here to tell y'all about our sponsor. Hims, a new wellness brand for men. And if you like what you hear, you're going to go to forhims.com. That's forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for men. Here's the problem. 66% of men lose their hair 
by age 35. Your boy is 32. I'm checking every day. I'm checking to see where the hairline's at. I'm checking to see if there's any bald spot. Here's the thing. When you start to notice hair loss, it's already too late. It's easier for you to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Let me ask you something. Do you want a bald spot to pop up or do you want to do something about it first? Thanks to science, baldness can be an option. Hems connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. I'm not talking about no snake oil pills, no gas station over-the-counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science that's going to help you keep your hair. You ain't going to be waiting in the waiting room. No awkward doctor visits. You're going to save hours just by going to 4 Just going to answer a few quick questions. Doctor's going to review them, and then they can prescribe you right there. Now check it out. Listeners to Black Men Can't Jump, y'all can get a trial month for just $5 while supplies last. Okay? Just going to go to the website for full details. This could cost just hundreds, all right, if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. You're just going to go to 4 slash jump. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash jump. 4 Slash jump. Black man can't jump, but black man can keep the hairline. Let's get back to the show. So I'll take a different, I'll take like, dude, a slightly different take. I, I've, I really like this movie. I've always liked this movie. Watching again, I liked it. I thought maybe, maybe it was like a touch long, but uh, still, it's, I think it still holds up. Um, I can, it's to me, I watch this movie and it feels this was the movie that to me that I'm like, oh man, it feels really tragic that like Cuba never became like I feel like the actor that he could have been. Because mm-hmm. if this wasn't his first movie, if this was his first movie, I'd be like, oh, this is what this guy does. You know what I mean? Like you'd be like, oh, this is what this guy does. Like he does this a bunch and he just has no versatility or blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't like he did this movie after Boys in the Hood, after, you know, small, small, not smaller parts and like a few good men and uh, outbreak that like weird. And he was yeah. great in all of those. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was like consistently good yeah. and like them. never got to this kind of degree of like, he's just like so out there loud, like doing that. And he plays this role I feel like so well, so so well that you go, can this guy do anything? You just think that this is all That's he it. can do. Yeah. Uh, but knowing, but because we already saw Boys in the Hood, I was like, no, I know that he could do so much mm-hmm. more. He can be, he could be the complete opposite of this. He can be a dork. He could be a guy who you think like he can't, he actually doesn't know how to speak up. Like he can play somebody who is deadly serious and then he could also do this you know, wild energy thing. And I was like watching this movie. The other thing that I was thinking about when I was watching this movie was like, Jerry, I mean, Jerry Maguire, freaking uh, Tom Cruise must have loved working. I don't, I, I can't imagine him. Cause I think Tom Cruise was able to do things in this movie that in other movies, if he, when he does this, it feels maybe a little bit forced, but because Kubo was at this level, like, Tom Cruise was able to like get to this point that he can he can go at. He was really yeah. He got to open up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he's like kicking and stuff. He's, and he's kicking, like, yeah, all like, that stuff. Like, yeah. loose. Like he like I just thought it really brought because then he was able to do that and then have the quieter moments where he's like, you know, like steely eyed, like looking at Renee yeah. Zellweger and saying, "You complete me." You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. in like great lighting and or, you know like so I thought 
I was like, damn, Kuba really made like I was looking at who won uh best act and I guess, you know, he was nominated, he didn't win, but he was up against it was like the English patient won that year. It was a weird Yeah. Weird oh, one year. Of the Jeffrey porn. Rush is the one who actually won the Oscar that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh I think that this is one of Tom Cruise's best acting performances. Mm-hmm. And I think a big reason for that is Kuba getting junior. He got it. He got it. They were both on the level. Yeah. yeah. Like I think they helped like one up each other yeah. into the end. Like, and it, it felt so genuine. It's funny because I think this is such a, this is a character that can feel cartoonish. It could, it's a character that could be played super stereotypical. It could, it's a character that, that I, that I feel like in another actor's, hands I would like kind of roll my eyes at and be like oh yeah of course they got the loud fast talking black man playing this role but like because Cuba has that vulnerability side to him you had those moments like when he gets to the draft and he's like being ignored and you could see like he's genuinely it's not just anger he's like hurt Hurt. yeah he's like he, he he knows like he's not a big deal and he's like insecure and he has this vulnerability and then like you know like the when he gets like really happy when when Jerry Maguire like first sees him like shakes his head and then he gets like really dejected when he walks away and he, like there was like those moments where I was like oh my god this is brilliant like yeah, yeah. I actually think he deserved the Oscar for this yes. movie. I, I, yes. it's, I have a theory about him and yeah. about black actors like him. Yes, and this is this is only because of like auditioning now. It's something I'm starting to notice. I think that we don't have the average black man. Like, and I mean, and I'm not saying like he's not. I'm not saying average in a bad way. I'm just saying like Cuba Gooden isn't the big dark skin. Like I'm a defend and beat the shit out of somebody. He's not super scary. He's not the guy that's like super fast talking and funny like Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he may not be as handsome as a Will Smith or a Denzel. He is the Tom Hanks. I mean, he doesn't have the roles, but like he would be the everyman of black people. Right. And we don't have that. Like we don't like. I think about it. When I think about Will Smith, Will Smith is usually saving the world, right? Denzel is usually like the very confident, like sure of himself black man, unless you talk about Roman Israel. You think of uh, Sam Jackson, cool as fuck, motherfucker, black dude. Yeah. You think of, you know, Michael B. Jordan right now, who is new, but Michael B. Jordan is usually like, he's tough. He's you an Adonis. Yeah, yeah, he's Adonis. Like, he's tough. Yeah. Like, he's, like, yeah, he may have vulnerable <laughs> moments, but yeah. He's, Don, he's, he's a superstar. Yeah, yeah he's, like, yeah, he's, he's a star. Yeah, he's, we don't yeah, have he's, and then that. Morgan Freeman's like the old wise black man. Yeah, like yeah. we don't get to be, and I bring this up on the podcast a lot, and I think people think I say it as disrespect. We don't get to just be average, like people. Like we right. don't get to be the dude who just. When I think of rom coms, the thing I, I really love about rom coms, and I'm sorry I'm gonna let you finish, is like the guy in the rom com doesn't know it all. The guy in the rom com is trying to. Win the woman back, or like maybe yeah. he's by He's himself. flawed. He's flawed. He's yeah. your average Joe. He's an average dude. Yeah. And we don't get to be the average dude. Right. Because even Hitch, which is. He's an expert. He's an expert. He's, he's the an expert. expert. And he's like suave. And then, he, and then you're like, oh, he just, he's an expert, but he just can't do it himself. But he's still. Kevin James, and it's very tricky. I know we're never talking about Hitch, yeah. but like Kevin James in that movie is the character that I always wish it was a person of color. Because that's the part that I want. I want the dude who's not sure of himself, who gains the confidence. It may be like, you know, like Kevin James right. part is the part that like. Yeah. I mean, but the, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, it would just be great. Just if, yeah, that movie just had more, like, more yeah, black people yeah, in it, yeah, of yeah. course. But I will say, Hitch in particular, Will Smith being an expert, when it came to 
him finding love, he was completely flawed. Right. Yes, true. Completely and true. around true. Eva Mendez, he was completely clumsy. Yeah, yeah very and, true. And so, and, and to me, that that juxtaposition was actually what made the movie nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. But but I do but I do hear what you're saying. Where it's like. He's still the context and the premise is a relationship guru, yeah. a secret relationship, almost like government level secret yeah. relationship guru. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, helps helps a man find love in a place that is almost impossible getting that air. So whatever she right. was. Yeah. And at the same time he's finding love, yeah. he realizes that he uncovers his flawed and we get his origin story right, and stuff like that. Right. You know I mean? But that's yeah. I, it's it's a slight it's a slight turn what you're yeah, talking about, you. but a thing that doesn't yeah. totally happen. Because the thing time. is about about Cuba and like Cuba's career is like uh, for instance, like there are straight to DVD movies where Cuba is like the action hero type, but I feel like people aren't looking for him for that. Like Cuba would I, I keep comparing him to Tom Hanks, and I know people love Tom Hanks, but what I'm simply saying is like Tom Hanks gets to be the average man in a lot of movies, and he gets to be the conduit for what a man would do in this situation. And then I feel like Cuba's part as a black person would be kind of the same roles, but we just don't get the opportunity to do those roles. Right. And he, and then. So what's left for him? He does. He, right. Cause yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk more. Uh, okay. Well, let's get James. Oh yeah. First. James, we'll what's up, baby? Okay. So this is maybe my third time seeing this movie. And I've seen parts of this movie, like, uh, like a million times. Um, I the, the 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 first time I saw it, I was a kid. My mom owned the VHS, and then I, of course, rewound the sex t- scene like a hundred times. Um, <laughs> I, oh, were the dogs watching? What? Yeah, were the dogs watching? I think. I mean, Cuba slays this part. He does a great job. It's like so. He's so good in this. I definitely uh, uh, f- felt like. Oh, oh my God! Do I do I do I like this role? Do I feel like this role isn't problematic at all? I'm I'm unsure. Um, this is my first time seeing the movie, though. But seeing the movie now at this time in my life, though, a lot of things have changed. Like I just got married. Um, I've been away from my wife for uh, almost eight months now, um, and like I'm farther in my uh, career and have been dealing with agents and stuff more. And like just like this movie pulled on my heartstrings in every way. <laughs> like it was like, it was like, uh, I was like watching the movie for the first time. It's, it, it felt like, um, definitely welled up at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And I haven't, I Yo. haven't done that since pursuit of happiness. Yes. Um, James, <laughs> like, like seeing pursuit of happiness in the theater. James, if I may, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you just real yeah. quick. I don't know. I'm like, I'm 34 and I'm about to be 35 in January. I don't know if it's, being in my 30s or something, but I've been crying Yo, uh, at Yo, movies like a motherfucker. <laughs> so Bruh. when he was like, where's my agent? Where's my agent? I literally started bawling. Bruh. I was like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> and then he called his wife. I that, love you. I love you. He's like, he loves her. And yeah. I just kept it crying. It was like, <laughs> Yo, beautiful. Uh, was so, <laughs> she was so supportive every time um, she was on oh screen. My God. Oh, we got to talk about Regina King. Yes. Oh, oh yes. my God. Anyway, sorry, James. Uh. Oh, no, man. no. I mean that. I, that. I mean that is it. That's the biggest thing that I have to add to initial thoughts, and I can get into other stuff as we go through it. But like, I was just like deeply affected by this movie in a way that I was like, "What? It's Jerry Maguire." <laughs> like, but like. But the thing about Jerry, and this is, and I know we're not talking about Tom Hooks, but like Jerry Maguire is going through something, and I feel like, yeah, like like if you're a successful man, that you would go through is like. Is this the right thing that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Like, there are parts. There are parts like when he has that party, 
and he's seeing what the women are saying to him, and he's looking around at all these like kind of fratty dudes. And it's that thing I feel Bob like sugar. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> what am I putting out into the world? Yeah. You know, like literally, what what do I represent? Right. You know, because you see yourself some kind of way, but then you hear other people saying something that you're like, wait, is this what you think? You think I'm scared of relationship? You think I'm scared? Like you think I'm a womanizer? It's like that makes you question your life. And then even with Rod, Rod is like. Which is hilarious. What is he, 33 in this movie? Like, he's an aging... Yeah. Like, he's old. Well, in, fo- well, in football, in that football, is... he's old, right? 30, if he, if he might have been younger than... Th- was he 33? I mean, I, I think he's in his... Thir- he's supposed to be... He's supposed to be aging, so I'm assuming, like, what is it? might it? be, like, 31. Yeah, like, he 30 has to be, like, 30s. Like yeah. And it's thinking about this guy who has been successful, who tells you all the time, I've done all these great things, and no one cares. Like, no one's worried about him anymore. I, to me, it's a very cool to see a movie where, like, men are vulnerable in dealing with shit that, like, yeah... You can't pretend to be tough all the time. Like you can't. Like you gotta yeah. cry. You gotta figure out what your life is really worth and what you represent. Uh, Jerry Maguire, guys. Yeah. Who yeah. Knew? Are you done, James? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can talk about th- this too. Uh, like we were t- trying to figure out like the 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 comparison of the of um, Jonathan Lipnicki and um, and oh, I'm gonna not say his name right. Uh, and the and the the black kid Jeremy Suarez. We were t- we were talking about like how they were portrayed differently. I also clocked early on when they were just talking about how um, uh, how the sports have changed, and like we see one guy getting arrested, and he's like, "I didn't touch her" or whatever. Right. And then we oh, see yeah. another guy. We see another guy go, "Oh, I can't sign those. I can only sign certain cards." And it was just like, "Why could? Why did the black man have to be the one that was getting right. arrested? Why did? <laughs> why did? Oh, he yeah. could have been the. He could have yeah, easily been the one turning away the cards. And so I just, it's interesting that they also sort of did it in this other way. That that also maybe wasn't intentional, but uh, is certainly a part of the movie. I think it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot I about that. That's that a is very, a good point. It's, a very br- it's like a. 30 second moment, yeah. you know, moment in totality, but yeah, because yeah. they also have. Uh, I mean, I loved this. I loved this kind of the 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 scenes, the parallel scenes of uh, the the show where everybody cries uh, and like he yeah, was like yeah. Yeah, everybody cries on this show. But the reason yeah. he gives for everybody crying is like this dude, like the dude who was crying was like it was because he like did drugs or something, and then like he was like oh sometimes they're like leaving their their wives it's like you didn't have to cheat on your wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it was like all of these like negative things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and, and it was just, it, it was, it was a black per, I mean, again, football is mostly black yeah. Yeah. except for, but how many white, uh, football players do we see? I mean, they were all quarterbacks, I guess. Like it yeah. was one of those things where it was yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, let's, uh, let's go through it. I mean, we don't see, yeah, I don't kind of want to talk about the movie in this whole. I kind of want to yeah. like get to... Wait, can we talk about Regina real quick? Oh, sh- Regina King? Regina King. Yeah. Like, this is my thing about Regina King. Because before, before the podcast, we started looking up how many movies has she starred in. Like, which... What did you find, James? One? Was it one movie? That she was actual lead? She was the lead in a straight-to-DVD movie. And this is my thing about Regina King. Like, she has been around since, what, 227... Mm, uh, yes, she was in you know, Friday. Was she Boys was in, in the Hood? Boys in the oh, Hood, man. Like yeah. she is. They actually reunited for this. Oh, did was it with us? Or in Cuba? And yeah. it's crazy because it's like this woman has proved she can act for so long, and it's it's interesting because we talked about in general like how hard it is for for women actresses to like get parts, 
But in my mind, when I was having that conversation with you guys right now, mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about women of color because the thing is, I never, like, there is no young 20 something black woman who is starring in a bunch of movies right now. There, there, is, no, there is no black Jennifer Lawrence or, or, or uh, what is it, Emma Stone. Or even if you're gonna go to the extreme of like being super sexy, like there's no uh, Megan Fox, black woman, who we get to see on a regular basis to be like, hey man, when is she gonna get one of these these parts? Because Viola Davis is maybe our most famous at this point black actress, who technically still isn't lead in the movie. About, uh, I mean, I I agree. Yeah. But what about uh, Guardians Girl? Uh, uh, Vi- Zoe. Uh, Zoe. Uh, no, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Zoe, Zoe Saldana. Saldana. The thing that's so funny about Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana had a movie. Colombiana that came out in like 2011. Also, but, Zoe is like Dominican, but 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 a person of color wise though. Okay, like yeah. Zoe probably would be the most prominent yes, one. Yes, definitely. But Zoe is usually the second build to like a white male love interest. Right. Even if you look at Guardians, right. even if you look at like she Mission Impossible. Am I thinking of somebody else? Uh, you think that Mission Impossible was was that Tandy? I was just watching um, the, first one? Uh, the Terminal. I was just watching the Terminal, and she is she arguably has a bigger part than Catherine Zeta Jones. But but the movie, but they when they build the movie, it's like Tom Hanks, Catherine Zeta Jones. It's like what? No, like Zoe. Like she, her part is like she she has like six big scenes in the movie before we even see Catherine Zeta Jones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Zoe's been in a lot of. I mean, she was in Avatar. <laughs> She's in the Guardians movies. She's in the Star Trek movies. All movies where she's like she's, a huge blockbuster. But she's you know? always she's always a love interest to like a yeah yeah, and she's like a supporting yeah. yeah she's a supporting character and yeah she was in Columbiana. She was, I mean she, she was the lead of Columbiana. At least she was the lead of that 2011. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's so tricky because I think about Regina King and I'm like, what does an actress of color have to do to get a chance to lead movies? Really, because yeah. I think about Taraji now, like. Taraji was nominated for an Oscar, and she Taraji had one of the best was it Golden Globe was it Emmy speeches of all time where she shades the Academy and being like, "Oh, you guys finally recognize me. All I had to do was play a person who sells who goes to prison for selling crack. Right. I've won. I've been nominated for an Oscar. Technically, she won one with Three Six Mafia. <laughs> it's like this woman has done so much stuff, and yet the amount of movies Taraji has starred in by herself as the lead. We got. Was the movie that came out this year? Um, I mean, yeah, it's only just happening now. Which is crazy. It's acrimony. Tyler Perry's Acrimony. And, and, uh, and uh, Proud Mary. And Proud Mary. Mary. And that was Which was 2018. Proud Mary was originally written for a dude. And then I think. Get out. Oh, wow. I think so. And then I think somehow it, Taraji got, got, some, in it got in there. And then they rewrote it very quickly to be featuring her. Well, you could tell. Uh, I think you definitely can tell. Yeah. You could definitely tell that was a rush. But like to me, it's like with Drina King. Like she's on that um, well, American a- Crime Stories, and she's fantastic. Yes, and she won an Emmy for that. Also, Gabrielle Union first just got her, her first Which is in, and we just reviewed that. Was it yeah. tight? Or is I, it just I, a classic? Like, I think it was. Me- I I personally think it was mediocre, but I was cool with that. Yeah, I, I was like, like Gabrielle Union a lot. It's like I think it was great. like run of the mill action movie. Came out know. Mother's Day. Came out Mother's Day. If you like think about it too much, you're like, yeah, this doesn't really work. But like, it's uh, it's a film that. We need more of so that it's not. We don't have to put everything yeah. on it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, and it did pretty well in the box office. I think it's already made like four times the. It only costs like six million to make, and it and it's already made like, you know, I don't know, tw- like yeah, twenty four million. Or something I'm in like a that. fantasy movie league, and uh, that movie was a part of like the perfect cinema, right? 
uh, last weekend. So oh, nice. Uh, fantasy. Yeah, so kudos, kudos to. Wait, I forgot to I know what this is. I, I want to get on. on so this. Know, oh yeah, this? you guys should join uh, the league. The league has one more week, so I'll let you. I'll email you guys. Oh my oh, god, that was great. So what happens is you. Such a digression. No, please. So basically, fans want to know about this. So it's like a free ad for fantasy movie, but I love it so much. So basically, you get eight screens to fill out as your as your personal Cineplex uh-huh. and you compete against everybody else. You get $1,000. So for example, this weekend Deadpool came out, mm-hmm. huge movie. Right. You, you split it up by Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you can pay $580 for Friday, which includes Thursday numbers, like $300 for Saturday right. and $280 for Sunday. And then like, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, you know uh, breaking in now in its second or third week right. will cost like Eighty dollars or something right. like that, yeah. and then you pick a combination, fill up your eight screens, Got you. use up a thousand dollars, and then um, the overperformer gets two million dollars on top of each screen, and then you get five million dollars if you get the perfect cinema, and then you compete week to week. Oh, I love that! So I just crossed a billion dollars like a couple weeks ago, and, right. uh, and what is that? Where are is, you? is that good? I'm number one in my league. Oh, right now. okay. That's what I was like, I was like, that sounded good. That sounds yeah, good. That to sounds me. good. We out here. We yeah. out. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think like go back to Regina. It's just for her to be such a great actress. It kind of, it kind of makes does. me mad. She brings it in every movie too. And in this movie, I was in this movie in particular. I was watching, and I was like, damn, like. I feel like she was acting her butt off. She was killing it. She was crushing it. And she knew, you could tell that she knew this film was important. And she was like, I'm gonna bring it every scene. I'm gonna make sure. Uh, and like, and her character was cool. Like, it was a confident, smart black woman. Like, yeah. she was like sticking up for her husband, like, new, like, you know, she was mm-hmm. like, no, like, mm-hmm. we know things, like, you know, giving it back. Like, again, they had, there was no fear of Tom Cruise. I think mean, at this point, Tom Cruise is a huge star, you know? Yeah. He's been in so many movies, all those '80s movies. Like he was too, you know, Fourth of July, risky business. Yeah, he was uh, almost at twenty million. No, he was in '96. He was at yeah, twenty million. Yeah, already this mission. Is peak, this is peak time. Yeah, mission yeah. Impossible. I think came out maybe this year or the year before. This is peak time. Um, you know, yeah, few good men. Like you, this is like huge. You know, huge star and and they and there's no they, like they are they are right with him in every scene. You know, she's right there with Cuba. Like, it it was so... And she, like, brought the emotionality at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the love, like... Yo, mi- yo Tom Cruise's 96 was uh, Mission Impossible in May and this in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Jeez. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Wow, yeah. dude. What? Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. No, I just wish... I just... Honestly, I just, like, think about movies like this and... I remember, you know, when Holly Berry won her Oscar for a Monsters Ball, everybody was like, oh, man, this is really good. This is really good. And then people questioned that scene with her and Billy Bob Thornton so much. It's like... Made me feel good. Yeah, it was like, everyone like, ah, Because I, I still feel... Wrong. Something about me just would not let that scene go. I'm like, this is what this movie is remembered about. And this is the movie that the first black woman ever got her Oscar for. No diss to Holly for Berry best, For best actress. Best actress. Like, I'm like, God damn it. I don't... It, it's just like, what is it... Even after that movie, like, Holly kind of got a chance to lead... You know, smaller budget movies. Oh I man, guess, we, but we we definitely gonna do. Yeah, we I'm definitely just, gonna do Hollywood. I'm just curious, like, what does it take to get a black woman in? in well, the here's same my spot. thing, and I think That's just it. to just to just to like wrap up this part of the conversation. Like, I think now it's like diversity's hot right now, right? Like diversity in the '90s was hot for uh, shows. It was like, and it was like black. It was like. Uh, black media for black people. Like p- they, everybody was down for that. Mm-hmm. And then like you had some NBC, you had like Cosby still going and you had 
uh, Fresh Prince on like yeah. NBC and like so you had some of those shows you had network television shows and then you had like all the shows that were on UPN you know what I mean and then you had all these movies like you had the the hood films that like kind of took over and then you had these like black comedies and like uh, like uh, black ro- romance movies and you know you had In Living Color and it was like there was a lot of black cinema a lot of black actors like they were all there but then in the Hollywood movies it was like Will and Denzel, and then you had a few others that would pop off here and there. Cuba was a big one, mm-hmm. and and then, but a lot of people were just being they. There were these stereotypical, or not even maybe not even stereotypical, but they, it was like you have the black dude in a supporting role in somewhere. Like you have one, you make sure you have your token, yeah. and they're here somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And so because there were so few, and then even less so for women, because there were so few. By the time the women that are leading things now, they're all like, you know, in their 40s, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they're all yeah. like late 30s, 40s because they're they 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 built these careers yeah. before and now they're finally doing these movies and they can only really do them for like very low budgets where, uh, you know, and like smaller production companies yeah. and and that's what's happening. So you and then you have new ones that are coming, but they're not. Like technically here, right? Yeah, Man, I, right. You I, have Lapita; she's coming. You have, yeah, but Lapita, Lapita won her freaking Oscar five years ago now. Yeah, but what? she, but that's what I'm saying. Like they, they. Well, uh, I mean, you have I, so few. Yeah, I, I guess it's so. Tricky. Like she, you have to have her pick her things, and yeah, yeah I, 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 I do agree. I do think there's a a resurgence, especially with like black women in movies. But I, and I. It, there's what I do think something is happening, which I feel like people really either don't want to acknowledge, or don't want to talk about. I've heard a couple of actresses talk about it. I personally feel like when it comes to black actresses, we're kind of getting back to the paper bag test a little bit when it comes to like the younger ones, like because a lot of the famous black actresses coming out who are leading stuff are mixed, lighter skinned African American women. Like we don't have. The Erica Ashes or like you know the Tika Sumters who like have been out here working for a long time and doing the damn thing like they aren't. And I don't know. I don't know what is happening. So I'm trying to be very diplomatic here. Like, but when I see like the Zendayas or I see like the Amandalas or when I see like uh, uh, the Tessa Thompson, like I'm happy they're there. Mm-hmm. I, I swear to God, I am. But it's just a thing where like I'm noticing in these movies, the the the, the women of color we're seeing are definitely all a certain type of shade. Like when I think about the, the girl who's in Black Klansman, who was also in Spider-Man, she is in the same, you know, range, if you will, as everyone else. Wait, who, I thought Zendaya was in... Not in Black Klansman. No, it's the girl from Spider-Man. The other one's from Spider-Man. The, the, the love interest from Spider-Man Homecoming. Remember like the... Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, what's yeah, her, yeah. I don't remember her yeah. name. I need to look up her name. But and my point is I'm happy that they're in movies, but I'm just saying like I'm noticing... Uh, uh, oh, snap. I just Googled um, to get Erica's... But Erica Ash's Kansman's name and uh, uh, Tiana and look whose name pops up in on the um, Survivor's Remorse page. Phil Augustus Jackson. Look at that. Yeah, I wrote on Survivor's Remorse. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Tiana, you talking about Tiana Paris? Yeah, that's the homie. Yeah, because I'm saying because I'm saying like I see her and stuff and I'm like this girl, yeah. this woman crushes. Like her and Erica, yeah, I think she's, she's crushes everything. Absolute beast. She's so dope. And I'm like, and I keep trying to figure out. And but again, also, I'm, all these people you're talking about are not leading movies though. What I. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying like I'm starting to see when I see people infiltrate these bigger budget movies, it is usually whatever. I, I'm not right. trying to like make a light skin, dark skin. Thing. I'm just saying like I'm simply saying like there is a trend that is 
that I'm noticing that feels like the paper bag test of the 80s and 90s. Um, so it feels like, yeah, it's more diversity, but it feels like we're doing the same thing that happened before. Right. But um, anywho. So. I love her. She's so good. She's great. She's so good. So yeah, like, <laughs> I also, James just stops talking when he's in LA. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> you haven't had anything to say for the last like 40 minutes. Stop shame, we, talk, we talked about Regina King the whole time. You had nothing to say about Regina King. I didn't want to talk man. over you guys, and then we started talking about the paper bag test, and I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> but let's hit the moment. It's hard to talk. It's hard to talk to four people <laughs> at the same time, and three of you are in the same room, and I'm sitting in a closet. It's hard to do that. All you have to do is go, uh, and then we would, we would stop talking. Hey, James, for the record, just remember, you know, when you get really rich, who's the one who shades you the most? It is not I. <laughs> yeah. It is it's not definitely I. you, Gerard. It is not oh, no. I. Oh, no. I shade. I mean, Gerard, it's definitely you. <laughs> I shade in a very fun elbow. In a very fun. Do you know the number of nicknames I have on Twitter that you coined? <laughs> 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 They're all things that you made up. What are you talking about? Hey, you know what? This isn't working out the way I wanted it to. This is not, <laughs> this is not how I wanted this to go. <laughs> The only thing I wanted to say about Regina King is this. Um, it was like when I, I watching this movie, like sometime in the early 2000s, I had the same realization that Bray was saying he had while he was watching it now, which was like, it was like, she is doing such a good job in this movie. Why is she not uh, bigger? You know? And it was, and it, it's, I'm, I'm feeling weird about the fact that it's this movie and not something like all of the other movies that I regularly saw with her in them that I like, liked, you know, like Friday or like enemy, uh, enemy of the state or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like why is it that like, she has to be in this movie yelling at Tom Cruise for me to go, Hey, why isn't she in more movie? You know? So that's sort of where my head is, but that's a whole other conversation. I think. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. She was in higher learning Friday and then this, and then it was like, after this, she was in How Stella Got Her Groove Back, Enemy of the State. But like her role in Enemy of the State was nothing. Like it was such a small role. Well, most of the, even those movies you just named, her part is kind of small. Like in Higher yeah. Learning, she was second. She should get an award for Boondocks. She played both characters. Oh man, she's so yo, good. Yo, Boondocks, Boondocks like, yo, come on, man. She killed it. She was Huey and Riley. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> Riley was my man. Yeah, she was in Down to Earth. Uh, Daddy Daycare. The what? The the straight to DVD movie she's in is called Turnaround. Okay, and it's just the. Uh, it's about. It's uh, her name is Rain Johnson. She's a shrewd investment company assistant who turns a mob slaying into a golden opportunity for a new improved lifestyle, managing to outsmart the crooked cops who are very eager to see her disappear. I'm down. All right. Well, I'm down. <laughs> I'm, down. Yeah. I'm down. I'm cool with it. Uh, and then she was also in Ray, which uh, Kubit uh, very right. Was she the out. was she the wife that was around the the most in Ray? I can't remember. It's been a she while. Was the, yes, she, she was. Oh, the she's first. the hit the road jack. She's the hit the road jack. Oh, it, she's so good in Ray. Yeah, she's the original she's wife. So right? good in Ray. Wait, Kuba <laughs> turned down. Uh, Did he? Ray? Yeah, I thought they just went straight to Jamie. They they turned it down. He turned it down. I, I mean, that's what he said. I like. Okay, so here's a here's. A, oh wow, that is interesting. Here's apparently movies that he turned down. Um, hold on, I'm gonna. 
pull this up. You guys say say something real quick. Wow, that no, but I'm saying like, it's so funny when you think about roles that actors didn't want to do and how it made the person who took it very famous. But there's no way to say that that would have worked out for them. You just never know. You know what I'm saying? Will Smith in Matrix. Matrix, like, you just don't know. Because think about Jamie in that movie, and this is never any shade to Jamie, but Sh- Jamie Foxx is so good at impressions that not, and I'm not saying like his Ray was an impression, but like he can just take on a character. Like he plays the piano, like he sings already. Right. Like he, like that's a role kinda, he, was he was kind of born for. to play. Yeah. yeah no, he was built I mean, for that. you're right. You're right. Yeah. But okay, here's here are roles that he turned down. Uh, Amistad. I would have done the same thing. Um, Collateral, Michael Mann. Ooh, that's true. Uh, Hotel Rwanda. Oh, wow. And then Ray, yeah, Ray Charles. Just like bangers. <laughs> Yo, and let's not forget, uh, Collateral and, he, and uh, Ray came out in the same year, so Jamie is one of the only actors to be nominated for Best Actor and Best Supporting in the same year. Yeah. He also turned down uh, The Last King of Scotland. Damn. He turned them down. Like, he... I mean, that's what he says. He says that he was offered these roles by directors and he would tell them, like, this part's not right for me. Um, and with The Last King of Scotland, apparently he was like, I don't want to be I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to be the bad guy. And so he turned down roles that made two two Oscar. Yeah. Like, what is it? Don yeah. Cheadle became famous off of Hotel Rwanda. Oh, three, yeah. Three, three. All of them, basically. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Honestly, all of them. Because yeah. even Amistad, like, even though that's not, even though that movie isn't considered super great, I think it's still got a bunch of Oscar play. And I think it's like Digimon Hansu's, like, still, that's, it's his that's biggest his thing. movie. Yeah. That and, like, Blood Diamond, right? Yeah, yeah. Blood Diamond, yeah. Damn. He turned down Last King of Scotland. And, and the thing is, Amistad would have been would have been the movie that came after Jerry Maguire. You know what I mean? A Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, and it was a Spielberg movie. Yeah. Like, it just would have... Like, it's just interesting because he... Because in the movie... Cause, I mean, we're going to talk about it. The movies he does after yeah. this are like... Some of them are like really bad. Dude, he turned down like a Steven Spielberg film, a Michael Mann film. Like, he turned down Ray... My man had opportunity. It does sort of seem like all of these movies would have made everything different. Like... Any one of them, it seems like they would have made everything different. But then I'm thinking about movies like that. He, I'm thinking about like one of my favorite movies is Men of Honor. Like I love that movie. Yeah, we have to like even the room. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and even that, it's like <laughs> yeah, that's my that's synopsis it. of Men of well, Honor. Well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna so say these are the movies that he did after Jerry Maguire. Okay. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. No, but this is good. Like this is after Jerry Maguire, before Men of Honor, which was in 2000. So four years, you know, hot off his Oscar Mm -hmm. win. So I'll say this. He's like, I don't know, apparently some store clerk in some movie called Trading Favors. But I'll say, let's say that movie came, that movie was filmed before Before Jerry Maguire. Maguire I'll say that probably happened. He does as good as it gets. Now, that's a big movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's the. It's the uh, that's the. That's the Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. Helen yeah. Hunt oh, film. James L. Brooks director. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, but like, Wait. is his part? Honestly, I feel like he is one of the least memorable parts in that movie. He, he's the gay neighbor who's like going through some uh, shit. Yeah. Like he's he's like def- his movie. character's definitely going through some shit in that movie. Right. I like James L. Brooks. Yeah, is like Greg Kinnear's character more than Greg Kinnear's? It was like him and Greg Kinnear. Yeah, it was right? him and Greg Kinnear. The thing is, like Greg Kinnear, he was the spouse or the partner of Greg Kinnear, but right. he was the one trying to like because Greg Kinnear like was going through most of the shit, but like he was more, he was stronger. Like he was trying to defend him for like all the homosexual jokes and like the black jokes and right. But Greg Kinnear was more of yes. like 
the sure. person, yeah, right? Yes, he was the partner. Yeah. So anyway, it's just like, okay, then he does what dreams may come. I like what dreams may come. Yeah, he's it? good in that. Well, the, yes, of course he's good in it. And that it was a movie that was like, oh, but that that is a, to me, a very classic magical Negro movie. Yes. Right? Yes. He so is. he plays like the angel of Robin Williams who like goes and is like, I mean, it's Dante's Inferno, so I give it a lot of pass. But yes, he yes. is a magical Negro. He's his guide. I don't know if I've seen this movie. It's 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 literally just a retelling it's with of Robin Dante's Williams. Inferno. It's it, this is the poster for it. Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, yeah. it's, 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 it might still be on Netflix. I saw it on Netflix. Okay, I remember. I remember being dis. But I saw it when I when I saw it. I was a kid, but I I, I was young. So, but I remember being super disappointed, being like, "This movie wasn't what I thought it was going to be," and I didn't like it, and. It didn't real like it wasn't nominated for any Oscars, really. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was nominated for best visual effects and art direction. Um, so it, it, and I feel like it was very like, whimsical. Box office wise, it didn't. It, do it, great. it made it made less than the budget. I remember it, it was a big bomb, but it was like because when you read Dante's Inferno, Dante's Inferno has a very you visualize a certain type of thing. It's the levels of hell, and this took those levels and made it. Oscary and pretty and yeah. like oh this is very the, sentimental. The interesting thing, at least about these first two, mm-hmm. I could see why. why. I, me too. I could see why he got this script, saw who's attached to it, and was like, "Yep, I'm gonna do this." Yeah, and 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 you know, he's probably get a has a sea of you know sea of opportunities, right? And sea of scripts. I, I can see these yeah. two, these choices actually got, makes they make sense. He got Amistad, and he was like. No, I don't want to play a slave. Yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. be a freaking uh, oh a gay a gay yeah, man. He wanted to who was yeah, like struggling with homosexuality. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, you know he was like oh what am I oh I'm an I'm an angel who's helping Robin Williams. Like, Robin oh, Williams. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Yeah, he's like because, yeah because all the other movies aside I mean aside from Collateral rely on his race like rely on his skin color right and Hotel Rwanda right like everything relies on him Last being the black man in the movie and I right. think at one point it's like you want. We are black, but like we want to be like we can be black, but we also can just be a person dealing with shit. Not that our race has to always impact our scripts, and all those movies, race impacts everything, right? Except for Collateral, yeah, right? Because yeah, that, that you know, who knows why he didn't do that? Because that that's yeah, he would have teamed up done. with Tom Cruise again. It would, yeah. and Michael I mean, Mann. I, I mean, I love Jamie Foxx and Collateral though, so I don't. It's like one of those like, yeah. I mean, you just you lost. Uh, he's in some movie called Welcome to Hollywood. I have zero clue what this is. It's like he's not even the lead. A film director decides to chart the course of a young actor. He's not. Uh, who knows? Oh, he just. Okay, never mind. It's probably just a cameo. Then he was in uh, a film called A Murder of Crows. Yes. This is his. Like, of all the movies that we've said so far, this is the Denzel one that he does. Um, oh. And it's like. Hmm. It's like a thriller. It, like, feels very much like um, a Pelican Brief or something like that. Like, it's tonally like that. Um, he's oh, good in it. If I if I re- remember, what's it called again? A murder of crows. A murder of crows. Which uh, a large number of crows is called a murder. Oh, I, I didn't just, know that. You know where? You know where I learned that? Where? Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. Really? Yeah. Oh a my bu- god. <laughs> a bunch. Yo, of crows I'm gonna tell you murder. something right now. I would say this all the air. That is a good show. It is. I mean, I like <laughs> the books. Just you words. <laughs> I like the books. I like the books. Uh, um, um, so that I'm interested to see. I don't know if you can look up the box office for that movie, Jarrah, real quick. Which is was a it murder called? of crows. A murder um, of crows. It's not even listed on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> the interesting thing, though, in 1998, a murder of crows, double jeopardy. Uh, I know movies no. like this. These were these. They were again. Hot. 
again, like I get why he made uh, yeah, this choice. It's like Mississippi like, Bird. You have like these movies yeah. where it's like, of course, he saw this and he was like, oh, like a, of course. a thriller, crime, a crime thriller. Like these movies were popping. Like, and it got some yeah. people, you know, you know. Uh, yeah, this feels to me like Tom, like uh, the, the one with Tom Cruise as a lawyer almost. Right? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, James, few, you know what I'm talking about? About a few good men? Are you talking about a few no, good men? No, 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 no. He's a, he's a, he gets wooed by an agency and then he moves and then it's, oh, and then they like, like set him up. I'm gonna say so uh, funny. This movie doesn't even have, they don't have the budget or how much it made. Okay, but then he does, it, and then in 1999, he does Instinct. And Instinct yeah. was with Anthony Hopkins. I would have done it. I would have done with Donald he, Sutherland I mean, of and course. Anthony Hopkins. I think, and then here's of the thing. Of course you is do Instinct. <laughs> here's the thing though. Yeah. He said that somebody told him, Work with good, work with the best directors, and I think Cuba didn't listen to that, and instead chose to work with who he thought were the best actors. Because if you think about it, for the most part, it's like the actors are Jack phenomenal. Nicholson, Robin Williams. Uh, I don't know who this dude is. Is the one that I don't know, like Tom. Bur- uh, he was Berringer. big in the eighties. Like he did the substitute. Like he was like the the okay. thriller guy. And I was thinking of the Firm. Sorry, I had to oh, the, oh the, the Firm. firm. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then Anthony Hopkins, you know, he's doing like all these movies. And then we finally get, oh no, then he does this movie called Chill Factor. Yeah, which, Chill what? Factor, which, I mean, you you kind of have to do this movie too, you know. It's like a fun action uh, comedy, buddy, buddy kind of movie. Um, it's like him transporting a nuclear weapon in his ice cream truck. It's insane. It's, it's insane. The movie's insane. But you, I think you have to do that movie if you're Cuba Gooding Jr. and you're like, you want to have a diverse portfolio of films under your belt. Um, and, right. and also, like, particularly at this time, like, do a buddy cop movie. Like, why not? It's not a cop right. movie, but you get one. Yeah. And then finally he does Men of Honor. And... And I think, you know, and then that was with, you know, yeah. uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. And, you had to. And so, and we'll talk about that, but it's just interesting, those movies, because, like, this is, again, he decided he won Best Supporting, so he then did two movies where he was clearly a supporting role with bigger actors, but he was like, I'm going a, I'm to a stay in my lane for a little bit. I'm going to do supporting roles. But then when he starts to do the films where he's more the lead, Murder of Crow, like, I, he's not the... I don't know if he's actually the lead of Instinct, but I think he is. I think his like character is the protagonist. Well, the thing about Men of Honor, though, and then Chill it made Factor. a lot of money. Like, I think it's like, look, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It cost 30, 31, made 82 million, and it got a bunch of nominations. Like, it, it was a good idea. It just so happens that right after Men of Honor, we had that string of. Yeah, when was radio? Yeah, ra- radio is a while. No, radio is 2003. Radio is after. We'll definitely talk about it. But radio. the problem with radio is that radio, his <laughs> 2002 me, radio was tough. Is, is the death nail. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Because he had everyone on his and side. And you know in he thought. Anyway, we'll talk about Okay. Because in 2000, well, he had, in 2000, he had Men of Honor. Then mm-hmm. he had, in 2002, 2001, he had Rat Race. And then he had Snow Dogs, oh, and yeah. then it was like so Boat he had a three. He had a fucked up 2001, 2002. It was Rat Race. 2002 was Snow, Snow Dogs, Dogs, then Boat Trip. Then Boat Trip. Mm-hmm. And then when Radio it came was out, Rat Race, Rat Race, Snow Dogs, Boat Trip, Radio. I mean, I can't think of a worse lineup of movies. And he had fighting to absolutely utterly destroy your career. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then man. he started. And, and anyway, we'll talk about all that. Let's finish off this with just talking about the parts of Jerry Maguire because we didn't really talk about the movies a lot, a lot, but maybe just like talking about like our favorite parts of this movie. 
his you know. acting moment to me is—is is this the first time we see? Well, him? the first time we see him is the show me the, the show money. me the money, right? The show me the money scene yep. on the yes. phone where he's in the kitchen. And the energy of the movie changes completely. The second yeah. he shows up, the whole energy of the movie changes. And we're what thirty minutes in, or maybe yeah. it's not that yeah. late, like twenty it's, minutes. It's the end of the first act, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, man. And he's so fire in the scene. You see his whole family at this point. You have his brother. Uh, what's the guy's name from? Um, uh, Harry Spears. Harry Spears. Harry Spears, Spears, yes. Spears is there, I'd imagine. Um, and it's like it's it's so cool to see Cuba like go through this big house because he goes right. from like room to room. So you see right. this dude has money. Because we see Regina first, right? Yeah. We see the scene like Regina's in his in Jerry's office first. Yeah. Before Jerry finds out that he's fired, but we get that little foreshadowing because mm-hmm. she's there, mm-hmm. and then like Jay Moore pop- pops in. And she's like, "Oh, didn't you call me?" And he's like, uh, yeah, I gotta go. And he like leaves. Yeah. And then Jerry's like, huh? And then like Regina's like, you you got like, we're we're trying, you know, his contract's coming up. You gotta do this, gotta do this, whatever. Million, blah, 10, blah, million. Blah, 10 million, blah, blah, blah. Get out of here. And then we see, and then yeah, and then we have this scene where, yeah, he's in his house. Yo, oh my god, cooking. It, he's cook, he's like cooking eggs or whatever the yo, flip. My like, man is no shirt on. <laughs> no shirt the whole time, yo. Hey. Hey, yo, and the thing about that is so cocky is that like that's some screaming, show me the money. I mean, that's and it goes is, on for a long time. It's a long time. It's a long scene. It, it's great. It's like the and like like James was saying, the energy of that scene completely transforms the movie. And you kind of and at this point you're like, because I was like, oh, how much of a role does Kubo even play in this movie? But then he's then he he's just there. He's there. He just I mean he's, he's it. He's literally it for Jerry. Yeah, you know what I mean? Only, and also the beauty the beautiful from a writing perspective, I love that. He's like he makes Jerry Maguire say all this stuff. Show me the money. He's doing it in the middle of an office where he's already been fired. Right. And then you see the the angle on the phone where he's got calls waiting to try and yeah. save clients. Yeah. And Rod has taken so much time that all of those clients have already been poached. Yeah. yeah. By Bob Sugar. Right. And so by the end of the scene, he, he he essentially humiliates himself to keep Rod. But then we see the red lights on the phone go away. Right. And, and that's the end of the scene. I was like, God damn, that's a. Yeah. That's a good ass scene right there. Yeah, it's such a great scene. And, yeah. and, and, and it's like, yeah. is it worth it? Also, I love that he gets him to scream like, I love black, black people. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then the moment he just switches off at the end of it, thank you. You're still my agent. The fact that he just like, You're still my agent. But yeah, go ahead. Completely James. divorces the act that he was doing. I mean, like, we be- we 100% believe that that's how he is. He's a big, boisterous person. But then with Congratulations, You're Still My Agent, it's like, it was like, yeah, you needed to do that for me. Like, like it's very clearly a calculated yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the first. This isn't the first scene. Feel it's so interesting that you bring that up. That Rod has cost Jerry a client. Like, was it Jerry O'Connell? Like the big, the big white quarterback coming out the first first round draft pick. His dad tells him the reason they ended up signing with someone else is because Jerry was downstairs with the black, was it the- So the, you, were, you were downstairs on the floor with the black fella. With the black fella. But also, I think that it was already done. I did too. It was already done. When he was on the phone, mm-hmm. he picked up the phone for him, and then Bob Sugar was like, you know, just sniff if, because he knew Jerry was there. Right. Just sniff if he, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. He sniffs, and then he keeps going. So it was already, uh, it was already a yeah, done Yeah, like deal. that is the excuse he gives. Um, uh, that is the excuse he gives, but and and we and I and I liked that they I liked that the guy said that like he like gave this excuse, but I was like no, nah, like you went back on your word. Like if you really cared about Denver, like if Bob calls you and he's like he's like no, Denver won't talk to Jerry. He could have 
talk to Jerry. Like yeah. he just was, he was also just a snake. Like yeah. that's just how it's done. Exactly. Like, it was, it, to me, that was just like, oh, in this industry, you got fucking racist too. And yeah. it was just him yeah. being like, run off with your colored guy. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, which <laughs> we're done here. You know and what I mean? And it's so funny because like, they don't talk about this in the context of race, but for me, it was so much about race. Yeah. The fact that Kuba's character, everybody sees him, and he is a loud mouth. Like he is like he's yeah, mm-hmm. he's always there. And then he's like, he's got a chip on his shoulder, but it's like he's a smaller wide receiver, which in the NFL, like people discount smaller wide receivers all the time. All the time. Even yep. when they're great. You know what I yep. mean? They like, you know, I think about anyway. <laughs> like thinking about the Jets and like how oh, they've treated yeah. like certain people, yeah, uh, like Santana Moss and people like that. But oh, like Santana was fired, right. and 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 it's like he's a great wide receiver. He wants. He's like he he knows. You know him and his wife both know. I'm in the NFL. I can only be in this league for so many years. Uh, this is a brutal league. That's another thing. A credit to the movie. Like, I mean, the CTE stuff happened years after this. Mm, yeah. But like this movie was clearly already on the pulse of like, yo, like hey, you you get yeah, okay. Yeah. Are you good? <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, like had that little scene with the little kid about how many concussions his his dad already had, and like how brutal. Like, I mean, it was so touching to that moment with his son watching his dad play, and like it gets like he gets this yeah. really hard tackle, and then like the mom's like, "Remember what daddy always says," and he's like, "Yeah." It, it looks worse than it is, but like you could yeah. see the kid like is like, that's mm-hmm. not true. Like this is Santa Claus. You yeah. you know it's not true. I know it's not true. Like watching this yes. brutal yeah. sport that's yeah. like destroying people's destroying bodies. bodies. And yeah. it's like you can you only have so many years. If I don't get this money, it sounds like you're being. It's like yeah, you can make you can spin it to make it like oh these people are being arrogant. He just wants, you know. Uh, he 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 wants more than he's like owed, but you realize that the white that white quarterback it's that's never part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like hey, like it's it's never part of the conversation with any of the white athletes who like Jerry was on the phone with. For the black athletes, the one black athlete that we see him on the phone with that, that's not Cuba. It was like they told me that you don't like black or you're not good with black people or something like that. It was about race, yeah, it was. Yeah. you know? And then with like this client, it's like, oh, he's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they just, even though his play is there, we don't like him because he's always complaining. Well, it's so interesting. You, it's so interesting that that's the thing. Cause it's, it's a, it's a very interesting topic of the fact that if you say anything, like now you're being disruptive. If mm-hmm. you're a person of color, usually it's like, you know, like someone can walk in here like, hey, you guys are too loud recording this podcast. I'm like, hey, man, there's a bunch of podcasts who are much louder than us. And they're like, oh, why are you being so combative? It's like, you're not being combative. It's like you're just standing up for yourself, which is a problem. So even the mere fact that this movie the entire time, Cuba is just trying to get what he feel like he is owed. Right. He tells you like well, the first time he's on the phone, you hear every award he's ever done, every MVP he's ever got, which he's gotten him. So it's like that quarterback who's coming out first round draft pick is like, this nigga didn't even get the Heisman. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he didn't have to be great to get that one thing. Whereas Cuba has to explain to us as the audience and his own agent of why he thinks he deserves as much money. Right. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a crazy thing you have to do as a black person be like, yo, this is why I'm good. Well, I think that's, I mean, if anything, that that's a strength of the movie. It's Absolutely. like, yeah. like, like he is a, he's misunderstood in a lot of ways. Like 
in some ways, he doesn't do himself any favors. You know what I mean? Like being as aggressive as he is right. in certain contexts and not knowing just how to navigate. Right. But that happens. I think the first thought that came to mind is like, this is this movie is about Allen Iverson before Allen Iverson was Allen Iverson. Yes. So real. Like, yes. And Allen Iverson, I think, was a rookie in 1996 or something like that. Yeah. So like, damn. I was just like, oh, oh yeah, I was watching shit. again, like, this is a Allen Iverson story. But Allen Iverson, talk about practice, practice, like all this stuff. Yeah. But he loves his mom. Like he's got his he's got his girl who like right. they've had their issues but like he's still with her to this day yeah, like yeah. part of me was like oh this this is an archetype uh, and a certain type of athlete that has existed in the past and will continue to exist for years to come where they came from nothing yeah and they get money and then they don't leave the people that they came up with behind right and as a result yeah, they're they, loyal they're loyal yeah. they're loyal and so they 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 have to fight and the way that they fought in the past is really truly fighting for what right. they deserve. Not realizing that this is a whole new context and a whole new world, and then in Alan Iverson's case, you're uh, 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. they're kids. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, and, and, yeah. And, and, so the, it's just like one of those things. Go ahead, James. Uh, yeah, on this on the topic of like him being so misunderstood, something that I a line that I love that I wrote down was like it's in that scene when um, after like he he after Jerry finds out that, that the manager like doesn't want to up the contract because he's so brash or whatever. And, um, Jerry's like trying to get him to, to, to play the game. And he's like, you telling me the dance. And then by the end of it, they're like yelling at each other. And then he says, no, Jerry, you you think we're fighting. I think we're finally talking. And like, that, that's yeah. really cool to like, that was a really cool moment. I think for his character. Cause like, even if you've misunderstood him up until this point, it's like, no, this is who, this is who he is. Literally like he needs to, he wants to put it all out there. He doesn't want anything to be held back, which is, which was a nice moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love And that. it also it shows just thinking about, Al Iverson, I know this is a super side note, but I've been watching documentaries on Al Iverson because like he that was so went, important. That man went through Yo, it. He was so, it's so funny. He was said, almost like, he in was, jail for, he for just being it. And he didn't start to- He didn't start to, I mean. It, it's, it's so interesting when I think about him in particular because I always think about, you know, the very famous thing. I think the anniversary of the, talking about practice was like maybe two or three weeks ago because like mm. people on Instagram started posting about it. What I didn't know until I watched this doc is that there's so much before he says that, like one of his best friends had died, and he yeah. explains. So he explains everything that's going on in his life. I love. Like I've always, I've always been on his side for that practice round. Well, like well, I, I was always yeah. like, yeah, yeah. What are you guys what talking, are you talking about? about? I dropped forty points <laughs> a game. It's AI. Like it's the game. Like what I, are you? I got you to the fight. My, <laughs> but my thing about that is, is though, like there's so much before where he explains, like this is why I'm doing this. But the only thing people remember is the practice part. And when I think about Rod, and it's so funny for you say he's like Al Iverson. It's like my man. He is a little bit brash, but when I think about Tom Brady, mm -hmm. like Tom Brady will lose a Super Bowl and then be an asshole about it. But no one gives a shit about saying Tom Brady's an asshole. We just like, oh man, he's really competitive, you know. Right. When I think about when I think about uh, when I think about Cam, yeah, Cam yeah. was pissed. Well, and it's also they gave him shit. And yeah. they gave him shit. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. He literally did not. He was so less aggressive than Tom Brady was after he lost. And I was like, no one's saying anything about to this day when Tom when oh, Tom man. Brady's wife talks shit about people. No one really Cam? gives her shit. <laughs> For sure, racial prejudice against Cam because Cam they would they would look at him on the sidelines and be like, "Look at him, mm -hmm. he's got a terrible attitude. He's there moping. He's got a towel over his head. He's like looking blah blah blah." And it, it, 
on the sidelines in the middle of a game, and you're like, you, you don't do this with any white quarterback. Yeah. None. Never. You don't you don't look at Tom Brady when he curses on national tel you can see him cursing on national television. You don't go, ooh, Tom Brady's a really yeah. bad attitude. Never. 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 Yeah. Never. And, I think it, and it's so funny just thinking about this movie. We're like, yeah, you're right. This movie touches on so much stuff where I, I think about, yeah, man, Jerry O'Connell. And I think about how they treat Jerry and I think about how they treat Rod. And like Rod is literally for the most part, yes, I guess he is abrasive, but to me it's like no one's been listening to him for so long. What do you expect this man yeah. to do? Like he's trying to provide for his family and he says that multiple times. He's like, yo, my family's got, like he's talking about his family. Like I got to take care of these people. And you could tell it's, I mean- we will have talked about this in Boys in the Hood, but you could tell there's like this, there's this thing on, he has to wear this protective kind of coat because he's gone through it. And mm-hmm. like, and you know, and like, you see, you see all the small moments in the movie. You see, you know, reporters going to other people, not talking to him. You know, you, you hear like the, the comment about it. Oh, you're with your black fellow. And like, you mm-hmm. hear like, uh, just the way that the coach, or I, I guess the it was the I don't know who I don't know if that was the manager, uh, manager. if that was the the yeah, uh, yeah but uh, you see the way that that dude was like talking about him and like even the way that Jerry before Jerry like absolutely needed him regarded him he was like oh this, this guy, guy. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean like yeah. well uh, there's a whole there's a whole moment when he comes up to him and shakes his hand and sa- and like twice there are two times where he speaks to him at the airport. Uh, and Jerry doesn't even realize that it's like, he doesn't even realize that it's him, you know? Um, uh, like he was completely overlooked even by Jerry. Right. And, and then, but and then like Jerry, well, the, yeah, I, and I talked about that moment earlier. It was so, it's so funny to see that. But then when he like comes and he's like, I'm going to walk you through the lobby. You're the best, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it like, hurts so much. And then man. like, he like did all that stuff. And then like, you could tell like he's vulnerable. Yeah. Like, cause Cuba's did such a good job. And you're yeah. like, he, he's like, I'm here for it. Like I'm yeah. here to, I'm here to take it in. He's shaking everybody's hand. He feels good. You know? Oh my God. That camel <laughs> scene was, that scene was kind of funny. Yeah. Where yeah. that camel just screaming. He's like, that's I'm, how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I, uh, I, I think about the scene and it bothers me. I think I, it bothers me because I think the scene was very real. The way that Cuba gets respect from everybody, from Jerry, from the rest of the NFL, from the world, oh, snap. is by putting his life... It, it's something I Put keep seeing in movies. Line. He puts his life on the line for a sport, right? right? For the enjoyment of white people. And this maybe you think about too much of it, but my man, throughout this whole movie, this doesn't happen until the end. Like, he keeps telling you what he's done and no one cares. Yeah. His agent doesn't care. But the moment... That he scores his touchdown and he may be hurt is when people are like, you know what? This black dude's all right. He risked everything for us. Right. And it's like, and, what? It, and it's a thing that Jerry says earlier. He's like, you play, you think about yourself. You're thinking about yourself. You're thinking about the money. You're thinking about like, like you don't have ch- heart. He's you like, have no heart. You're not like, playing. Well, motherfucker, I'm all heart. That's what he says, I think. <laughs> yeah. He says, motherfucker, I'm all at heart. At first, he seems like he's like, at first, like, because he says something like, think back about the first time you played and he like starts to maybe try to think back to that time. But then Jerry says he has no heart and he's, he's like, like, nah, dog. No, <laughs> nah, because, dog. because the thing is so interesting about that. I think about NFL, I mean, NBA players right now. And there's a thing where people keep talking shit. Whereas like, for instance, if you asked me what my favorite team was, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I would tell you what players I like. Cause to me, it's like, I fuck with the players. And now you do have players going to, you have players as they would say, looking out for themselves instead of like being with the same team for years. And like the team can fuck you over in there. Mm-hmm. So you have people going to certain teams. I'm like, good, take care of you. 
You know what I'm saying? Take care of you because you are the one out here playing. You are the one giving everything you have right. on this on this court. And when I look at when I think about this, it's like it takes it takes a black person to give up their body or something to prove that they're worthy enough for your respect. They have to feel like we have to do something grand to earn it. My man could have been concussed, but that I mean, ain't he, good. He, Definitely had a concussion. You know what I'm saying? He was. (laughs) If there's a Jerry Maguire too, he's like. He has has CT. But it's like, that's what it took. That's what it took. He's like, he's shaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. That's what it took for him to like get that respect. And I'm like, what? To get that money. Even nowadays, even now, even nowadays, I think about the movie Black Panther, right? I think about, I think about, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm messing up his. I want to call him (laughs) T'Challa. I think about Chadwick Boseman. I think about him being on SNL, right? I think about him. Taking two months after the fact, movie becoming number three for That's him hilarious. to get on the award. That was so funny. And he comments on it. And I think about I think about John Delaney just had a just had a star in the biggest mo- box office movie of all time to get on SNL. Mm-hmm. Like, and two months later, after yeah. yeah, two months after, that's what it took for that black man to get on there. I had to do something so extraordinary that you didn't think was possible to make it in this room. Yeah, he's been doing his thing. Been. Yeah. Been. been done doing his been thing. Done doing and what was the comedian that came on after him? John Delaney? Is that his name? Mike, uh, John, yeah, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Yeah. Oh, John Mulaney. You know, because he was fine, a writer fine, on SNL. Fine guy. Fine guy. Yeah. He also wrote an SNL. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm not dissing him. To cool be guy. fair, cool guy. Hannibal Burris also wrote an SNL. Has he started? Has cool he guy. Ever no. SNL? It wasn't. It wasn't even like. It wasn't even like he like he started some huge movie. He had a Netflix special coming out. And like that's all that nigga had to do was get a Netflix special. But my man had to start in a cultural phenomenon to get on this thing. And I'm looking at Rod, who has to fucking put his life on the line to point. get respect. I think about like the little shit we gotta do. Like Phil, how many shows have you written for right now? You know what I'm saying? Like for real, how many shows? And like you still are having yeah. to prove that like you have to get <laughs> yeah, a show. I've been now, I know. For a minute. Yeah, I got two white friends, and I love them to this day. So uh-huh. I'm not dissing them. Uh-huh. Who have literally written on one motherfucking show and have been literally got an offer to be a showrunner. I was like, dog, how long have you been doing this? Oh man, you know that was my first show. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, nigga, you weren't even the head writer of that. Like. The fact that you can do little things. I hope you call the nigga to their face. Yes. <laughs> yes, because it makes me crazy. It's like, dog. My nigga. My nigga. <laughs> are you kidding me? No. You kidding me? That's what you got to do, bro? Yeah. We talk about on the podcast. We have cohorts who have done, no offense, very minimal things. Well, I'm like, how did y'all niggas get what? Well, yeah. Because you smoke yeah. weed? Like, you got a weed yeah. smoking show? Like, nigga, please. I don't know. Well, it bothers I think, me, I think. I think in an industry where irrespective of who you are, whatever level you get to, you are always looking to get to the next level and having to prove yourself worthy to get to the next level, right. irrespective of who you are. Right. I think there is an extra layer of prove it when it comes to people of color. Yes. Very much so. Like we're, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, To me, it's the difference between like half full and half empty, where it's like, oh, you've done this before. Uh, if you're not a person of color, then I... I assume that because you've done that, then I bet you can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think for people of color is, oh, you've done this before? Okay, but can you do this though? Right. Which is like a quarter term, but like makes all the difference yeah. insofar Absolutely. as like career trajectory. And Absolutely. it's a thing that you get as a writer, as an, and it sounds like as an actor, Chadwick yeah. Boseman has to be in a record-breaking <laughs> he did, yeah, movie. You know crushing, what I mean? yeah. Like crushing it and and crushing it for like, Years. Like a decade, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just to get to a point where, you know, someone else would less, you know. Because I think about Cuba all the time, and like Cuba, I think about those white actors who, 
Think about some of the white actors who can have a comeback. Everyone loves a comeback, right? Like, my guy, like, you have these bad movies. Like, I think about Robert Downey. Like, Robert Downey had a sense of, like, not only movies going south, but his personal life. I mean, my man got drunk and woke up in, like, a baby's bed, his yeah, neighbor's yeah, bed. He and, issues, like, yeah. he had some issues, right? And he made the comeback. People were excited about it. Cuban had a stint of three bad movies back to back, right? Technically not even because uh, that movie with Beyonce did well. The, 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 the musical. Fighting, the, fighting Temptations. Yeah, Fighting Temptations. It was, like, it was a Christmas movie. It, did, it made money. And I'm like, my man didn't get his comeback until, was it 2015 when he did like- People versus OJ? People OJ. And technically, if you think about it, he was OJ, but OJ didn't get the moments that the woman who played uh, uh, the white- Sarah Paulson? Uh, yeah. He didn't get her moments. I mean, I think, yeah. I think- uh, it was fun. It's interesting. Kubo was the biggest name going into that show, and then coming out of it was like probably the least talked about actor. Because he didn't. What moment? I watched the whole series, and it was like OJ didn't get the moments. Like OJ didn't. They, they, they like he didn't get one episode. Dedicated. I don't know though. Do you? Think? I, well, I don't know what I, I'm trying to understand. Well, what's his name? Got got the everyone awards. else did. Yeah, yeah of course. Sterling everyone K. else. Did, yeah. Sterling K. Yeah. To to me, it is. I mean, this is I. I mean, we're talking about people versus OJ. I went one. I went to the uh, like the uh, season, like I saw premiere of the finale yeah. in like the Ace Hotel Theater downtown in LA. Yeah, and there was a moment where like the jury was like, you know, the, you're figuring out that he's going to be found innocent, and then at the end, like the guy gives him like the fist and stuff like that. And uh, it was a theater full of um, white people mm-hmm. mostly, and they were like laughing. And it made me really upset because, like, it felt like they were like, how, look at this jury, so stupid. Like, these black people on this jury are just dumb. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, or, or it was the early 90s, mm-hmm. and this is something, like, we had never seen before. A black man actually had a good defense team. Yeah. And, like, at the time, to- like, the, the context is everything. Yeah. It's 27, whenever it was. Yeah. People had such it, a deep, I mean, obviously still, but, like, such a deep mistrust of the, of the police. Yeah. And all, of course, all the defense had to do was get that one dude up on the stand and you're like, you're, this cop is racist. And we're like, yeah. oh, that's all we need. Yeah, so that, yeah. Felt, so, <laughs> yeah. So, so that felt weird. But then to, to, your, to your discussion about he did, Cuba or OJ didn't get any moments, to me, it is hard to give OJ yeah, the it, moments in a show like that. I think the show actually, I by agree. design, was not about contextualizing OJ as much as yeah, it was about saying. contextualizing the case yes. and all the intricacies of the case because OJ's going to be OJ. He's divisive. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think what they did do well is just show that like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. I, and I think Kuba actually hit those beats like yeah, he should. I did, but the, I show, like the show to me, it didn't feel like a misstep that they didn't give him more layers than, than they right. did. If, but that's my, that's my... No, that's true. You know what I mean? I, I guess my mind, I just think about like, what does... What does a person like Cuba have to do to deserve or get the comeback part? I mean, I think this put him in the light again. Like people are talking about him. He's in American Horror Story right now. Are you watching that, James? American Horror Story? Uh, no, not right, not right now. <clears throat> but he's in that, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. Like, and he 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 maintained a career, and we'll talk about it more in in, in upcoming movies. Uh, yeah, we- I mean, like in. In hearing that he turned down those those movies that we were talking about before, it's like who even knows if like if it's that he's not in the spotlight or if he's just like not going in the direction that he should be going in, you know, like he could be choosing this life. Yeah, that's true. I also I also hypothesize mm-hmm. 
that Cuba is um, one solid indie film away from an upcoming director from being right yeah. back in a zone yeah. where he could just be yeah, the true. fucking man. I think he could do, you know do I mean? it easily yeah, right. a Michael Keaton turn where it's just like you do the one, it's yeah. just like one yeah, right project yeah. and then he's right back in it. Yeah, yeah true. And I, and I, it's just, I think he is that skilled. He is that, that skilled. And, and just to point out the industry of sexism again, like men are able to do that. I think so much more than women are. Very true. Like just, it's just like, we're okay with older men doing stuff for honestly forever. Forever. Yeah. I mean, I think about, I think, <laughs> I mean, I think forever. About, think about Harrison Ford. Think like, about Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford has been doing the same parts, but yet every Angelina Jolie character, like we've had to recast. It's like, we have a new, it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like they're like Tom, I mean like Tom Cruise isn't that old, but still like he's, you know, it's like the action movie. It's like all all of those things. Like people are totally cool with those people. He's in too. his fifties now, right? Yeah. yeah. So like this, yeah, deep he, in it. Like yeah, he's deep he's, in he's, it. He's in yeah. it. He's in it. But in I mean, it. you have people in their set. Se- I mean, Morgan Freeman is still Morgan Freeman's like seventy something. Yeah, he's 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 Morgan very. Morgan would be yeah. falling asleep during um <laughs> press junkets. I'm really? like, bro, my man should. He's my so, man is older. He's, he's like he's like your grandparents' age, and he like legit. He's had like a couple press conferences where he's just. That's it. That's hey, right. bro, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, anyway, can I talk? Can I talk? Can I talk okay. to Hollywood real yeah, quick? Yeah, sure. James, right. that cool with you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool with me. I, I, I just want to tell Hollywood. You know, we live in a world where, you know, African Americans can do more than just, you know, be one dimensional. Like we can still be short. We can still be big. We can still have heart at the same time. I look at Jerry Maguire and I look at I look at Rod Tidwell and think about like Rod Tidwell does everything that white people know. Or what they assume about black people is like, oh man, they're good in sports. They're very like showy. They're very like fast talking. But what it also does is it show you that we have heart. We care about our family. It was cool to see a black dad be with his son and his wife and not have them fighting. They're in that tub together. Yeah. Like yeah, and all in that tub together though. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, and also imparting love. sage wisdom on Jerry, mm-hmm. who was the was the most flawed from a relationship. And the thing is, is he did that without being a magical Negro. And the way that you do That's things right. like that, Hollywood, is that you give that black character a storyline of their own. A storyline that not only they have some agency, but also can run parallel to your white lead. Because we all know we have these rom coms. It's gonna be like a black dude who's like Oh man, what's going on in your love life? Don't do that, dude. That's crazy. But we never know if that character's dating. We don't know if that character has a life. This movie shows that you can have your white lead, which you feel comfortable with, and you can have a black co-lead and give them something to do. Like you can give them something to do and it won't take away from the white guy. It might actually help both characters grow into something that by the end of the movie, they have both advanced in a way that we didn't know they were going to end. We can do this. You can write a part for a black person that is just apart for a person like that is the beauty of hollywood we can change it we can change it right now you can literally go into your writing room and be like hey man who is this part we can give it to hey let's audition some people of color for this boom and you don't need to tweak it I always see them parts sometimes you see like i've had auditions where i'm like oh cool 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 i've seen the original script and i see the size that i get i'm like you didn't have to add yo you didn't no seriously you didn't have to add like you i had a one part and like it went from being uh from manhattan to harlem i was like you ain't gotta add that baby I can still be from that. You like you don't need to tweak it to feel black. We can do whatever we want with it. That's the point of hiring somebody who's good. All I'm saying, Hollywood, let's be a little bit better and learn from Dre McGuire. That's all. Okay. That's all. All right. Cool. Um, you guys, real quick, okay. real quick. Um, like I was while I was watching this because we all just watched Dre McGuire, right? That's why we're reviewing it. Okay. 
Yeah, that's okay, right. So that's fine. Okay, right. This yeah. So big, so then while I was watching it, I was like, I couldn't get this out of my head the whole time. Couldn't get this out of my head the whole time. I was like, you know what? If if Rod Tidwell, right? Mm-hmm. He's he like he jacked, he got muscles on him, you know? Yeah, like he like football player. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he can and be shredded. take he can take them hits. Shredded you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like who would win in a fight between Rod Tidwell and Hancock? Cause I don't know. I feel like it would well, be even. But doesn't Hancock have superpowers? Yeah, what? So that he does. But did you see Rod Tidwell though? He I mean, was he was knocked out. But, well, one and was he the, got up. Well, he got knocked out by a regular human. So if like that, Hancock, but then he got up though. Hancock, you know like, what I'm saying? Lift trains and yeah. shit. Like Hancock legit has superpowers. This like, is not a real yeah, but, question. But how many concussions has Rod Tidwell had? You know, but, and he survived them. But that, John, you, can you just you know? Thank you, that James. Thank right. you. Wow. I want you to know that. I ex- like I appreciate that. Like I'm not bullying you in y'all any way. Uh, no but, way, y'all don't think. Uh, John, can we move on? Can you just end this, please? Yeah, um, that was a silly question. <laughs> James, just you know okay, the record. Right. I accepted it. John called it silly. He bullies more. It's, That's time. <laughs> it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like the film, but uh, what it did for le- more leading actors of color in major motion pictures. So if we think the movie. Uh, Fully supported the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. We give it a fist. Right. We think what you know, it kind of supported the cause. We give it a white palm. Mm-hmm. And if we think it didn't support the cause at all, we don't. We don't give it anything. Oh, okay. Just leave it hanging. Yeah, we just leave it. Oh hanging. yeah. Uh, so, on the count of three, we're all going to throw up our, our ratings. So for, what is it? Jerry black McGuire. fist, white black palm, fist, nothing. white palm, nothing. Okay. Okay. This is an interesting one. All right. Uh, I know what I'm ready. Doing it. Okay. Um, count of three. One, two, three, or three, two, one. That matters. Is it three, two, one, or one, two, three? People got to know when to toss it up, man. That's supposed to be six. One, two, three. All right, yeah. cool. One, two, three. All right. One. Mm-hmm. Two. Three. All right. All right. Okay. Phil and I gave it a fish. John gave it a palm. What'd you give it, James? Fist. All right. All right, three fists and one three palm. Three fists and a palm. John, you want to go first with your palm? I'm cool with the, I'm cool with giving the, the palm because I feel like it would have been too much to have all black fists. Because <laughs> <laughs> ain't no black people lead this movie. <laughs> but also, but also because I just as good as Regina King was in this movie, I think Hollywood didn't care. Um, I agree. And and the only the only other reason I'm giving it a, a palm is because again, Cuba won that best supporting actor. And I think you actually wanted to say more about the best supporting actor thing. Uh, oh yeah, I get to that. But um, you know, I Hollywood has a history of giving uh, black actors supporting actor uh, awards, and then they rarely ever get to like come up from that. Um, and I think Kubo is like he started his career as a leading man. You know, started doing supporting roles in in what you know they used to call crossover films mm-hmm. and this was one of them but then even after this i feel like for whatever reason him and his agent and his his whole rep team was like you need to still do a couple more supporting roles before we start getting you the lead ones and i think and then even if he did amistad that would have been a supporting role to matthew mcconaughey to you know you know the white there are the white yeah Characters were the leads of Amistad, you know, and then the the black ones were the supporting. So, you know, it didn't. It's like I 
I give less credit to Jerry Maguire for Cuba's, uh, you know, leading roles than I do to Cuba. Like, I think Cuba, like, did it. And he shined in that movie. And it definitely gave him a bigger platform and allowed him to do more and eventually get that. But, like, he had to still prove himself after, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Even though he was already a lead of a great film. That was nominated for an Oscar. That was nominated for an Oscar for Best Director, though it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Was Boys of Hood not no. nominated for Best Picture? No. We'll talk. We oh, will have mm-hmm. talked about that. Wow. Um, okay. Wow. So. I didn't know that. I thought it was nominated for Best Picture. Of course you did, because it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so, I yeah, thought next was the piggyback yeah. off of you. Like, I gave it a fizz because I think it did help make Cuba a household name. His career after that is very tricky because I see. It's tricky because now knowing the movies he was offered, uh, it's, it's hard for me to judge. I get why he did the movies with certain actors that he did, but because we now know with hindsight how powerful some of those movies he turned down ended up being, I mean, like all four of those movies were huge, you know? And it's, and, and it's tricky that he didn't do those things, but I do think Jerry Maguire, and I'm giving it a little bit of credit because honestly, it's a great rom-com. Um, uh, and I think that, yes, I wish Regina did do more, but I, I kind of... I kind of like that she was in a movie that she got to do a great performance. This is what I would consider a quote-unquote white movie, and I'm happy that the people of color were treated with respect for, for the most part in this movie as far as like the black love that we see, what Rod goes through. He does have an emotional way. He does have urgency, which is something that you rarely see in these white films with a black co-lead. Um, and so what John was saying, I, I, I kind of wish that Cuba did not get the best supporting uh, actor nomination because I, I personally don't believe best supporting actor is good for African Americans. I think usually when some get those part gets those awards, they end up either doing the same part forever, um, or it takes them a while to get the lead. Like to me, it's like Lapita won her Oscar a long time ago, and until Black Panther, Lapita's first in person movie that she got to do was the one she produced herself. And I'm like, that doesn't happen when white people get Oscars for Oscar nominations. The one we reviewed. The Disney one? Yeah. Have quit, quit, she produced that movie. She produced that? Yeah. She, she's the reason that movie got made. She produced it. She helped find the money for it. Snap. It was like she did that. And that was the only time until Black Panther that you saw her in the flesh. <laughs> like not a CGI character. Right. Um, when I think about uh, uh, The Help, which is a movie everyone knows that I hate with a passion, uh, I think of Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer is usually the sassy black woman in every movie that she does, whether it's uh, The Shape of Water, which is she's the sassy black friend. I mean, it makes me sad a little bit when I see people do these movies. But again, he has an Oscar go. He's one of the very few black men to have it. Um, technically, one of the few people of color to have it. It's less than 20 out of the years of the Oscars to have it combined between like best actor, best supporting actor. That includes men and women and includes all races. Is still less than 20. Uh, I'm happy he's one of the 20 to get it. So yeah, man, I, I rock with this movie. And it's a fun movie. Uh, I rock. Uh, I rock. rock. Uh, watch me as I merely rock. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so no, I I think uh, for, just from the perspective of this movie was a super wide release, a global movie, a Tom Cruise vehicle mm-hmm. that um, depended and uh, relied from a story perspective. And one of the most provocative aspects of it was his relationship to a black man. Yeah, and this black man uh, is an archetype that exists in the sports world um, uh, that people misunderstand, and also they uh, imbued him with um, 
uh, wisdom when it came yeah. to the relationship perspective. These these things are things uh, that so so as much as they played into like the stereotype of the archetype, they, it felt like Cameron Crowe was aware of that and in a very interesting way made him layered in a way that I think was good. He's the one helping Tom Cruise over his issues. You know what I mean? He's a good father. He's a good husband. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think as a 12-year-old kid seeing that, I was like, this movie's great. And, you know, the, the, it feels like the one problematic thing for me was just the, his child. Right. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but then I understand why they wrote him like totally. that. So if that's the only thing. Part of me is like, this is, uh, this is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Cuba Gooding was good in this performance. Black Love was evident. And a lot of people got to see um, a prominent black display of uh, a, a black showcase. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Definitely. And so I think in that regard, you know, we don't have a lot of movies like that without it being a slave movie or without it being, you know, a period piece or something where yeah. it's like race is the thing. Right. Now, race, there are racial elements to sure. the movie, but undeniably, it is just a classic good classic movie yeah. where they insert some of these topics but don't make it just about that and i think right. a lot of times those movies have a greater impact than movies that hit race on the head yeah, yeah. so 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 for me it's like a rom-com that on the low was kind of like doing some things that maybe would help people that normally aren't be a little bit more progressive yeah i'm on board so yeah, i gave it nice. so i gave it the fist jimmy james james Sorry, my uh, headphones have been going in and out, but I am here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hear you, um, but I gave this a fist because um, basically like this movie giving him the the supporting actor nomination, like I think it set him up really nice, especially if like he got offered Amistad shortly thereafter, or it would have been the next movie that was going to come out after this. Like, like I think him turning down movies probably uh, hurt him more than anything else. Um, but like, you know, the movie the the movie set him up real nice, and um, and like what Phil was saying about like it being an archetype that does exist um uh, uh in sports you know like you know the character was rendered with care and i think that uh that his portrayal was great and his you know and his his uh family uh relationship was was strong and um and so like i think that this movie for sure was great for 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 cuba um uh so yeah that's it cool all right yo bill um, yeah. Thanks for being here, bro. Thanks, Thanks so much for here. having me, gentlemen. This was a pleasure. Anything you want to promote or let them, let them uh, know? Mm, no. Cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go I, I, I go to philaugustajackson.com. I update that website. Yeah, go to that. With some stuff. So I'm, you know, I'll be writing. I'll be out here trying to just, you know, keep keep achieving. Didn't you yeah. write a movie recently that just came out? Like a short? Didn't you just do a short? Uh, yeah, I made a short film. I directed, wrote and I directed it. Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine was in it. And she killed it. Oh, dope. Yeah. Can dope. people see that? Um, it, I'm submitting to festivals now. Okay. Um, in the case that no festivals pick it up, then you or, then I'll just release it and then yeah. everyone will be able to see it. But I do, I do have a short film called Long Lost that I wrote and starting with my, um, my good friend Aaron Covington who wrote Creed. 
Eric's been on the show. Um, yeah. He has? Yeah, he, show. he came on. That's my guy. Maybe right after Creed, right? Yeah, yeah we, that's my we, dude. Um, we reviewed uh, uh, Django Unchained. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. I got to listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah, so you can watch that short. The link's in my Instagram. Oh. Dope. 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 Cool. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh, yeah, you can follow us on at Blackman Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, uh, blackmanpodcast.com. Follow me at John Braylock, J-O-N-B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K. Uh, yeah, man. You know, y'all can follow me at Gerard Milligan on Instagram and, and Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I never know how to plug the social media. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, it's that's, there. Yep, that's it. You know, it's there. James. You can follow me at James Third Comedy, James Third Comedy dot com. Third is three RD. Uh, and then one, uh, if you uh, rate and review us on iTunes uh, and give us a five star rating, we will read your review <laughs> on here. I just want to read this one. It's by Cy White. It's titled Love When Jarrah Gets Mad. <laughs> I love this show. Been listening since the very beginning. I'm so glad the swirl, the swirl is gone. Yeah, I'm a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrell, you are definitely my favorite on here. Yeah. Just wish you would all review my favorite movie, Disappearing Acts, with my husband, Wesley Snipes. Disappearing Acts. Stay black, y'all. Cool. And then uh, next week, we will be uh, continuing our Kubo run, I believe, and uh, reviewing Men of Honor. Men of Honor uh, with uh, Kuba and, uh, and Robert De Niro. De Niro. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. That was a HeadGum Podcast.